July 2019. I started this in December of 2013. It's copyrighted at the bottom of this website that I started then. Some people have quelled that my math isn't so good. And when we celebrated it, the five-year anniversary of the Bobcast, in fact, it was only the fourth. I like to round things up. So technically, in the year 2013... I just, I was listening to uh, Fat Man on Batman podcast in bed on my iPad, and I was like, I can do this shit. Had my phone one night, downloaded an app, and started recording with my friend, and uh, my friend was on the couch in the lounge, and the only thing that we were staring at was the Ouija board. I like to play a little clip of that this evening. Good evening, and welcome to uh, the first episode of uh, Bobcast. My name's Bob Cahill. Uh, tonight in the lounge, I'm sitting here with uh, my friend Drew Reed. Some of you uh, may know him as uh, Didgery Drew. I know him as my friend, my cohort, the nomad in my backyard. The guy on the left of you. The guy on the left of you. Um, tonight we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk about his band brother. We're going to talk about uh, the new keyboard he just got tonight. But at first I want to talk about... Um, the band Downtown Harvest. Drew, uh, what can you tell me about the band Downtown Harvest? I think the first time Downtown Harvest emerged had to start from the junkyard. And that's taking it way back. That's pretty far. We were all there that night, huh? December 2013. Now, this is actually while I'm on my winter break. And I'm on my winter break just trying to come up with something to do. I never thought that it would spawn into 200 episodes. And I can tell you how I did it. By sticking to a schedule. Okay? Never saying give up. Never being like, this is going to cost another $100 a year. It's a, you know, a hole in my wallet. It's not. It's an investment. And I stuck to it. And I'm glad I did. It took a long time to get to 200 episodes. I had no funding for this. I've never asked for money. I do ask you to come to Top of the World 7 this September the 28th. But when I started the Bobcast, I had no idea what it would become. I had no idea it would have so many different guests. So it felt appropriate to bring back some of the all-stars for this giant size spectacular. So here in the lounge tonight, on my left, I've got Mr. Drew Reed. Hi, everybody. He's back after, I think it's been, the last one you were on proper, I think, was episode 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other guy, I mean, I guess I should give him a little bit of introduction too as well because he's contributed a lot to the Bobcast. And when I talk about the Bobcast, I'm also talking about the true Bobcast. True Bobcast is all about True Detective. We've done it every single season. It's the episode um, that gets the most hits. I can tell you that on Podbean. Everybody looks forward to it. 
it, it's almost immediate too. Like people want to listen to it at work, so it only drives me more to get it there on tape or on digital file, MP3, whatever you want to call it. So much has changed since 2013. I was in a band with this gentleman called Pankadal. And I shouldn't talk about that in the past tense because bands should never break up. They should just stay, you know, on the congruency in the real timeline. And we did that. It was a lot of fun. We did a lot of, you know, just crazy things in between as far as podcasting, talking about we did role-playing with Mitch Vickersburg, Sal Vickersburg, way back in the day. I can't even get that accent right now because I'm so far removed from those characters in the mythology of the Bombcast. So, Drew, Mickey... Welcome to the lounge this evening. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us back on the Bobcast. It's yeah. always a pleasure. Yeah, it's always my pleasure to have you. You know, and like so much has changed, Drew. I guess since 2013, 2019, guy here on the left, or excuse me, on the right of me. He's gonna get married in a, sh- a few short months. Yeah. Congratulations! Now the man. guy in the tape in 2013, and the guy sitting across from me here now, we're the same person, but yeah. have entirely two different mindsets. You're about to be. A happily married man, so congratulations on that one. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's wonderful. That's going to be a, a total different chapter in my life. You know? Yeah. It's exciting. Chapters are good. That's how you get a book. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, there's just nothing there, you know? You turn that page. Turn the page, you know? The metaphors are flowing. 2013, <laughs> we don't have pocket dial. We don't have any of that yet, right? Yeah. Oh, pocket dial was one of a gleam in your eye, dude. Yep. It really was. I mean, it just came out of nowhere, right? What year was it that I came up on stage at the uh, was it the Grape Room? Or um, that was in 2000. I think that was the first, first year. It was actually show. It was yeah. the Christmas Bazaar show. At the Christmas <laughs> Bazaar <laughs> show. Santa Claus. Was That's where we had um, yeah. Alyosha. Alyosha was on that. Yes, uh, Alyosha. Well, yeah, Big Al was supposed to be Santa Claus, and then it wound up being Alyosha on the vegan diet. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was so, yeah, the, that's, uh, so, that's another person who contributes so much to the podcast. Santa. I mean, we did have Al there once, and we did the raffle. So we did a raffle once at the Grape Room where we, I guess, essentially lured people into staying. Remember that, Mickey? Where yeah, we, we were just uh, animals back then, man. Dude, we, we were going all, out on the street. Uh, we so were grabbing here, them Here's in. the thing when it comes to like live music. When you got to force people to come to the shows or actually create your own audience... You gotta perform some parlor tricks, you know. You gotta oh, do yeah. some tricks to the trade to get in the stack. And what's Dude, better we were than hucksters. some raffle tickets? You got your raffle here. <laughs> a raffle ticket, and somebody just completely goes back to being a child as soon as they get that raffle ticket. I gotta stay. I could win. I remember people were walking by, and I was just telling them to come in for the raffle. We're raffling off prizes, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they weren't the winners in. all upset. Well, the win- we should we also reveal to the the Bobcast listeners that the grand prize was a Ouija board. Oh yeah, and uh, you know we start the show off. <laughs> there like it that. is. Yeah, the Ouija board's right there. For the the origin it. of the show, staring at it, <laughs> and that's why I say it. Ever since episode one, it's just because I was staring at the Ouija board. It was like, actually, no, I don't think I said it right there. No, I think you did. Did I say it? Yeah, yeah. That's odd. Again, Peculiar yeah. to me. Hey, wait a minute. I I, I literally you know, think that is the Ouija board that was in the we box. <laughs> raffled yeah, okay, off. okay. So it's that is the, the one. <laughs> I won. I won the prize. So, no, no. You, you didn't do? actually win the prize, but yeah. what happened was um, an older guy won the prize. You remember? And he was not happy about it. Remember? He didn't. I was like, "Come on up on stage!" And he was like, "I'm not getting up on that fucking stage." <laughs> yeah, probably because we lured him in from the street. He was with so, promise of riches. He was so <laughs> upset, just so mad at himself that that had happened, you know. And like, that was the best part of like doing like pocket dial uh, is like when we like would trick the audience. I loved doing that. <laughs> like when my brother was the bride, 
and we performed like we had the wedding bell music going on on stage directed everybody in the audience to turn around and my brother comes in you know in a gas mask with a full bridal gown on which by the way is in this basement probably still covered with poison ivy from the hashtag monsters video yeah there's some poison ivy beneath the pearls you know what i mean yo poison ivy sucks dude i haven't had it in 20 years maybe when's the last time you had poison ivy joe uh i got something i had a rash once oh go on yeah i don't know very interested did you have sumac or is it just like the doctors couldn't figure it out oh man patient zero i had shingles man it was was can you beat that yeah Shingles. Same. Yeah. yeah. Them I had shingles. That was in like nine. I had shingles. They say you're supposed to get shingles when you're an old man because of stress. I had at age 16. Yeah. Yep. You know, or 15, maybe. This man, guy. I had, uh, I had, what do you call it? Like the Mexican Spanish clay roof. Did you ever get that? It's like a shingle, but it's like. Oh, yeah. What's that? Called? No, I had solar panels, actually. That's yeah. what. Is that what they call them? You mean skin tags? No, man. I'm just. I got a skin tag. Skin tags oh, are the worst. Yeah, we should get that. Does not. <laughs> Should we do a, a skin tag removal? Yeah. Get the cryo removal Yo, system. Let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever had a uh, facial? Where they, they, you know, okay, so I went to a Negative. spa recently and I got my first facial, right? And like, uh, it's an amazing experience. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much I, you know, recommend it. Like, they detoxify your face, you know? Exfoliation. And then they go to your nose, and you know, like, the blackheads and stuff, you know? Mm, yeah, go on. And in my mind's eye, I can still hear my masseuse facial lady saying to me, I'm going to perform several extractions now. And uh, she took the blackheads out. Have you ever had a blackhead removed? No, I move them all the time. Squeeze my nose. Yeah, but like the proper way with, like, some sort of heating device? No. You don't know what I mean? Mm-mm. Yeah. Like a suction thing they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know some Dr. Pimple Papa MD <laughs> trip. You ever watch Pimple Poppin' videos in yeah, there? Net? Don't lie. Ironically, they suck you in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was a great joke, man. You should do stand-up. <laughs> well, I've been watching a lot of uh, Seinfeld. Old school it ain't easy. It can't be easy. Stand up can't you mean be stand up that he did on YouTube or all of it. Comedians in mm-hmm. cars, comedian. I tell you for the last time. I tell you for the last time. Who's your uh, favorite comedian, Drew? Hmm. You know, I don't know. What about you, man? Favorite comedian's gotta be uh Bill Burr these days. He just cuts to the chase. You ever listen to his podcast? No. It's called uh, Monday Morning with Bill Burr. It's just him with a microphone. Mm. And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking tell you this weekend, <laughs> yeah, you fucking guys. <laughs> With that Boston accent. Yeah, he's nuts. He's great. He comes he's in hot. Funny, yeah. Man. He's got the... Uh, Mitch Hedberg fan for a while. But that's me. Oh, uh, Mitch is the best. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait till this Bobcast is done because I got a roll of Lifesavers in my pocket and Pineapple is next. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Yeah, he Mitch was Hedberg, great, rest in peace. He was great. You know, I remember where I was when he died. I was driving through uh, Pasadena mm-hmm. when we lived in L.A., and I was listening to Howard Stern, and he uh, broke the news, man. I was like, oh, no, this guy. Really? You know, I don't. he didn't come into like my world until, like I guess, it was in my 20s. I don't Tom, remember Tom when Moore he died. Introduced me into him. Tom yeah. did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tom's, Tom's sense of humor is like that, definitely. Man, we got to get the band back together. Let's get it back. Yeah. Speaking of uh, 2013, 2019 changes, I just said in that previous uh, little short there from episode one that you were in brother, but now you're in another band too. Mm-hmm. You're in another brother. Another brother, yeah. Another band, yeah. I'm talking about the band Albanac. Yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. You're about to go on tour. Where are you going this weekend? Uh, we're gonna head up to Massachusetts and then play there on Saturday, and then Vermont on Sunday, and then head back here. 
back down to Philadelphia. I'm so proud of Drew's rock star escapades. Yeah, we do have fun on the road. Mm, Very proud of you, man. You made it for all of us. It is really true that, uh, in a sense, that we don't really know. We know a lot of people who try to do or do the same thing that we all like to do is perform or be a musician, you know, Mm -hmm. to put on a show. Like, this is a show right now. This is a gig. Mm-hmm. Are you guys aware you're on the stage right now? <laughs> no. What's your Me? best material? Nah. Pineapple joke is pretty good, really... to be honest. <laughs> I never thought about it. I, I never mean, thought about it. This is how I normally talk to people. I never sit on this side, by the way. So right now, Drew and Mickey are sharing a mic, so my perspective has completely changed. Hmm. I always sit there by the sink, by the wood. This is my first time here. Yeah, this is the last. Didn't you I paint the we... walls upstairs? I think we... Uh, I heard legends of your... Uh, your one-time... Involvement one in the time. remodeling of this house. Yeah. You no, whack. that's Wack. Wack and his dad. No, Drew is... Uh, Drew is um, Wack's dad. Drew Hanna. Oh. He's the one that came yeah, here and painted these walls. You could see where I was mistaken, though. I yeah. mean, yeah. The names are very similar. Very similar. Very similar. But yeah, country's also changed so much. So, um, and I guess this is a good topic to bring up. Oh, as the R6 passes in the distance. I wonder if I could take... The train from my place to here. I think you can. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. moved to Ambler, so there's a train. That's nice. So is there? Yeah, I feel like that's in one of like the abstract tentacles of this, mm-hmm. you know, region. You can't get to Ambler. You got to go the back way. You can take what? Who ca- who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's welcome who's to the uh, Bobcast? Uh, uh, traveling Mickey, instructions. Gonna We're gonna dial up Google Maps real quick and see what the best. Are. Google Maps, man, is the worst, man. When it takes you on that long trip, that just doesn't make any sense. I'm sure you guys have had it happen mm-hmm. before, right? Where you're like, why, why am I going in circles? Because they work with the uh, oil companies. I guess. Oh, or, or advertisements. You or, oh. you know. Spend as much gas as you can. Oh. Or under the Silver Lake. Dude, can you prove that? I mean, that's quite the um, accusation mm-hmm. of big oil. There's so many things going on now in 2019 versus 2013 when we first started. It's a no, different world. It's a no, completely, it's completely different, different world. I mean, look, look at. I mean, we could go with Trump, or we could also go with the, the fact that in September everybody wants to storm, you know. Let's see them aliens. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it makes no sense because they're Yo. not there. If you watch the documentaries, it's not Area Fifty One. It's a totally different area of that, you know. But it's it is perfect, it though. Is. I mean, let's be honest. Let's see them aliens. I, I, you know, I don't know. Do you, yeah. think, you guys really think there's aliens? I mean, I think there's spacecraft that's advanced that we don't understand, but do you actually think there's tiny green little men? Here? I Not never here, saw but one. in the universe or yes, the galaxy. in the universe or here. Uh, yeah. Doubt it. I never seen no green man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yo, um, listen, you know, you, you got a brief Trump. Let's call it what it really is, though, the culture wars. You know, I think Trump's just embroiled into it, uh, you know, admirably by everybody, but... The culture wars are what we're experiencing now. Mm. The politis, the po- politis, politicization. Did you come up with this idea like no, no, years no. ago I mean, at no. the disco house? Um, culture wars? Or what did you, <laughs> no, Scar Wars. Scar Wars. So you twisted Star Wars into Scar Wars. It is. Everything's, everybody, everything's out of control now versus 2013 as far as like... Culture war. Trump, culture. Trump telling people to go back home. Stuff like that. He actually told tweets. them to go back home, fix their land, and come back. Yeah, he's crazy, man. Do you know that whole story? I do. I, I read the news. About Pelosi? Yeah. Accusing him of something that, you know, the House can't accuse the president of. And then Dude, she walked off. It's impossible to impeach. And then the other guy from North Carolina. An acting president. And he walked off. They said it had never been done in the history of the House of Representatives before. 
He loves it. That's just the thing that people like. He th- people think that he's scared to make these mistakes. He is now past the territory of making mistakes, and what he's doing is he's just spiraling out of control, doing whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Like Listen. he's just doing whatever he wants. And he's going. Is this the Secret Service right now coming <laughs> in to get us? Episode two hundred. Let's see them aliens. Jesus Christ! Yo, what if Trump all of a sudden came on the news? Okay, he's like my fellow. Americans. Uh, excuse me, that's Obama. Who is that? Nixon and Obama? There's a little bit mixed of all of them. This is the second podcast I recorded today, so you have to forgive me. My mind's a little loose. But yeah, like Trump came on TV at like 8 p.m. and he's like, I know I've made mis- mistakes, but uh, it's just because I had the best interest of these fellas right here. And all of a sudden the aliens came out in the Oval Office and he's like, I bring to you the aliens. Oh, they probably said that Simpsons predicted it somehow. They did predict something, right, recently in the news? But, um, yeah, I, I do believe that uh, there is signs in the pop culture. That movie, dude, you told me about. I never thought an episode 200 would be talking about Under the Silver Lake, but I highly recommend it. Under the it. Silver Lake. I won't ruin it for people on here because I don't think many people have seen it, but it was a good movie, especially if you ever lived in Los Angeles. Mm, and teetered on the conspiracy theory edge uh, while being hopelessly in love with you know, women, you know, really hits home. It does, especially, yeah, it, uh, there's so many great moments with Andrew Garfield because you feel like you know him from Spider-Man, which really works for this role. And there's a funny scene which kind of alludes to his previous character. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, it's this movie, I'm sorry, bro. But you should check it out. It's called Under the Silver Lake. It's on Amazon Prime. Let's talk about the Bobcast. Let's talk about the Bobcast. Let's just really dive in. You know, Once you guys ask me questions, that'll be fun for episode woo, 200. Woo, woo, woo. Has the, uh, and I could be you, the guest for episode how 200. Do you, how do you think your Bobcast <laughs> contributes to the culture wars? I think we talk about it enough that there's a, there's a current like trend I see inside the Bobcast. and it's, it's being our age, facing the challenge of growing older with technology. Like We had thought when we were children growing up that there would never be such a thing. But then as we became adults, we had to adapt to this, and now we have to live with it. So by me talking about it through techno, technical devices and technology and talking to people, it's kind of like I'm a hypocrite. And uh, I think it works as far as being a podcast, just being able to talk about different things with different guests and how they experience it. Not a lot of controversy. Coming out I'm of the not podcast. really. Uh, I'm not really a fan of someone trying to say that word without saying it right. <laughs> Can you say it right? <laughs> Controversy. 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 See, that's you know, that's one of my favorite things about the Bobcast too. It's like talking about the country, the accent. We came up with it. You just had it right there. You can't say controversy. Would you say controversy? Controversy. Dude, that's where we're from, Conshohocken, too. And I'm I'm excited that we now record here. It used to be that the podcast started in my house on the black couch staring at the Ouija board. And then I think I recorded like 150 before I recorded with Kevin Quinn, who's going to be on the show later. And um, we would do them live on Facebook. And then after that, I saw the potential to make it more serious and then just got money to get this equipment. And... uh, had to, had to start doing it in a place that was like neutral too like I wow, couldn't do it man. in my house no more I didn't put two together what was your favorite most memorable episode or experience preparing performing For interviewing two. talking there's a lot of them I, I, it's the 200th we gotta dial it back I mean all of them really. I mean like all of them have a special spot for me I like when like uh 
when we would do stuff in character. Like I did one recently with the with Mr. Smith from the Houseplant Band, and like I basically stayed in character for two hours. You know, like going along with him. And I like when we're like do, like like I would like in the future to twist the Bobcast into being like also fictional stories as well. Like you know what I mean? Like have like a table full of actors. You know, if you're listening and you're interested in this, hit me up. If you got a microphone and a computer, but we would write something, record it, like an episodic type thing. What's you know? your middle name? Actually, funny story, I don't use my middle name. It's off my license, which is funny because like when my name comes up in like other types of business documents, they still find it. And I don't it know your Patrick. middle name. Patrick. Patrick? Yeah, T-1000, Robert Patrick. You should do little one-offs called the Patcast. <laughs> dude I wish man I wish I could do this all day long but that's just the problem is I don't want to you know pay like I, I, I don't know some people are like why don't you advertise you make more th-, you know why there's enough people who listen to it that I can see each week that it's something and if it's you know that then it's, it's that you know I'm not going to put a whole bunch of money into promoting myself I would rather just get the word across organically than to throw it down people's throats with the sponsored ads and shit on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, doesn't popularity for these types of creative outlets, podcasts, isn't it just all like success by sorcery? Yeah, I guess. Or money, you know. Is it money or is it sorcery? Because I got some sources. Tell me. Swipe up. It's stuff like that, man. That's what's current in 2019 is like swipe up to get free, you know, Supreme Patty stuff and guys like that who are like, when we were 20 years old trying to figure out how to be rock stars you know what I mean Mm. all trying to figure out they knew exactly where to go their phones is right in their hands and that's something that we (laughs) thank god though yeah I mean it was fun that we had our organic experience like Drew had an incredible experience going to Colorado by default so Drew's story with brother and like his entire musical career all stems from the fact that career mistake me you went to first Drew you went to um like a workers retreat what was it you went to Colorado for uh, there was building trails for the National Park Service right so building trails for the natural you know park service and then uh, country um, <laughs> there, used be, uh, there used to be bobisms and then Drew didn't He would you have to piss yeah, in like a ditch or something you left or yeah, shit in a ditch yeah, this guy couldn't build my own latrine so <laughs> is that the true story of it now years later what year was this you're in Colorado this is 2001 you know, there's 200, three, 200, 320 days of sunlight in Colorado. Yeah, that's pretty. So, pretty bright. so Drew leaves, and then where do you go? Well, I left the, uh, left the Continental Divide gig, and then ended up hitchhiking to, uh, what was it? Boulder. Ended up mm-hmm. in Boulder, and ended up going to a, a store, and I found a store that had uh, Tibetan singing bowls and mm-hmm. didgeridoos and. Some lady, the lady showed me how to get the didgeridoo going, so I bought it and figured it out, you know, and I was heading back to the hostel. Heard the bagpipes, been around the Scottish music and all that, so um, wanted to see who it was, and it was Brother playing on the side of the road. Um, Which is an Australian band for those who don't know, so think about that. The universe came together. Yeah. Um, to forge ahead. It was nice. And the lineup was Hamish and Angus and Rick and Rule, mm. and they were promoting a gig they had that night out in front of the uh, bookstore and Hamish was the didgeridoo and you know I'm like well, what's going on with this and he showed me how to play it and I gave me some tips and pointers and you know headed back to uh, the hostel where I was staying and then went back to uh, ended up back in Philadelphia and wanted a mm-hmm. new one um, 
and then you just your career yeah. took off and that choice experience is what yeah. i was trying to was get. if he didn't leave that place wait the woman sold you a didgeridoo and then you saw a brother playing the didgeridoo yeah yeah, yeah. That's no. a smack in the face coincidence. Yeah. If I ever heard no, that's, one, that's I never fate. knew that story. That's fate. That's a good. That's a good story because it really it culminates somebody's destiny for what the next twenty years. Yeah, yeah. It's been, you know, it's been a trip. Yeah, the Richardsons have shown me a lot of places. You know, mm-hmm. our fate and destiny. You like went to the Egypt. Coke you went to France and Pepsi. Of uh, you went to Australia. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that's crazy though. Kind of Drew's kind of like the underlying uh, third rail of you know our little crew here, isn't he? What's mm-hmm. that? You know, he's been through all the territories and associating with all the dreams. Yeah, definitely, dude. The dreams of grandeur. That's what we're all about, dude. You got to dream. If you don't dream, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. I don't know how people just go and just do things that they don't like their whole life and then just yeah, find out they're yeah, too yeah. old that they didn't. Yeah. You know, dude, the amount of dopamine and serotonin I've gotten out of this mind, you know, from all the mm-hmm. dreams I've chased. I know, right? Me too. I, I still chase them. You know, it's fun to chase dreams. You know? I can't imagine those that don't. Is, I'm agreeing with you. Cause Some people don't, though. Some people, I guess, strive not to uh, be rock stars or, you know, be the best that they can. And that's kind of scary to me. You know, that not everyone has self-esteem or something wrong with them enough to propel them to want to do something to make them, you know. Creative expression is... Uh, decent in the public eye. <clears throat> very scary. It is very you know, you got to be, like, very uh, confident. Or, you know, mm-hmm. the opposite. And to just follow those dreams is, you know, something we've all done together. And Yeah, I, I've recently come to um, grips with the fact that I'm very happy with my life experience thus far. All the different jobs I've had, experiences, uh, places I've been, you know, ex- you know, bands I've been in. And, you know, a lot of people don't do it. Don't chase their dream, you know. And not even go trying to do it. At least do something. You don't have to be young to do it either, man. You could be 40, you could be 50, 60, 70. If you want to go race a car, go race a car. Broom, broom. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm really excited for my 40s, to be honest with you. Are you, bro? Yeah, you I got, am. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be dashing, to say the Drew's least. Drew's already 40. I just hit it, yeah, just a couple weeks ago. Happy birthday, bro. All right, everybody, come on in. This is a surprise birthday party for come Trump. Come on in, aliens. Let's Freedom. see them. In. Aliens are here, man. Aliens, That'd be the best. Trump Drew, Bush. for your birthday, I got you a green alien. Perfectly balanced green, too. Like matrix <laughs> green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Ooh. it doesn't look like it's there, but it's really there. You know what's a beautiful green? Mm. That Fayette green light on 6th and Fayette. Talk about that. Sometimes I just oh, want to stop there. Dude, it's the most pretty the green light green you'll ever light. see. Hmm. It's kind of like looking through just like a... Nice gemstone. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. Definitely. But, um, yeah, man, so many differences. What's going on out there, man? It's the apocalypse. What's he doing out there? No big deal. Summoning the aliens. I'm glad the aliens are making a little resurgence. I know. They're coming back, right? The last time we really paid attention to aliens, I think, was uh, Independence Day. Dude, like, we're in a time and place and age that... When that film came out. And the aliens were not cool for a long time. reality is so much stranger than fiction. We're a dude with all these fantasies and all this, all this. But, like, the reality of now being pushed into our face constantly is just overwhelmingly stranger than any Bigfoot footprint in the, you know, face of Annapurna Mountains. Yeah, it is crazy, man, to think what's going to happen next. Do you really think that in our lifetime we'll see aliens? No. Drew? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think so, too, man. I don't think we'll see them physically here on the planet. I think we'll see, you know, some sort of... uh, 
Mm-hmm. Some sort of sign, or it's oh, like it makes you like, sign, you know, it, it, like you see it on the news and you and you shit your pants just a little <laughs> yeah. bit. That's the question. Do you think humanity will collectively agree that aliens exist and that they all had some sort of interaction with one? <laughs> That's an interesting fact. You know what's probably going to happen? Oh, excuse me, we have a phone call coming in here with the the podcast. Hello. Hello. Keith DeAngelis, you're live with the Bobcast. How you doing, Bobcast? I've raised. Is it, is it pre-recorded today? Does it make a difference? You're on the air, huh? Uh, how you doing? How's it going? Happy 200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it'd be Mitch. Who's live in the studio right now? Is that Mickey? Yo. And Mickey and Drew Reed, Yo. yeah. What's up, guys? How you doing? What's up, great? Drew Reed was the first guest on episode one, and now he's here on 200. So I appreciate the phone call, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. No problem. I haven't seen Keith in a couple years. I had uh, some fire engagement. Some guys, you know, told me to come up to this place. Oh, my. I'm stuck out here in the middle of nowhere, you know? Oh, my God, man. That doesn't sound shady at all. All right, look. (laughs) It's not shady. It's not shady. (laughs) So we're we're changing up the... Sounds perfectly legit. We're changing up the format tonight, and I'm having the guests ask me a question, so you can ask me a question. Oh, I got to ask you a question? Oh, man, I wish I'd known that because... uh, Any question off the top of your head. You know how we do here, man. There's no pre-recorded notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like totally lost. You guys got me like, I feel like I'm in math class right now. I have to write the question on the board. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. (laughs) In the meantime, do you guys remember when Dan Quill spelled uh, potato wrong on the board when we were kids? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was like my first experience with uh, political idiotism. (laughs) <laughs> was that really that was Dan Quayle right yeah who was Dan so Dan Quayle was Bush Senior's running mate right VP yeah how is that a match dude those two think about it if those two came out in 2019 nobody would vote for that old guy and a guy who can't spell potato <laughs> potato potato oh. get to the question, question for you. You ready? <laughs> yeah I'm ready Mm-hmm. It's been an experience, right? You've been here, you've been there, you've been everywhere. What was uh, what was your favorite one? What was your favorite Bobcast that you've ever done out of the 200? So I could go and listen to it. And everyone else can go back and be like, oh, this was great, you know? I think it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, if I could pinpoint one that I used to, I, okay, we can put it this way. The one I would listen to the most to fall asleep to because it would crack me up is, when, is the episode where... I believe you can hear in episode 100, I replay it. I'm not sure the original air date, but it's when Sal Vickersburg calls up and he says he's an impersonator and he needs a Batman costume ASAP for a private party. You remember that one, man, where I got the guy, Ronnie from uh, Comic Book World somewhere in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. You know, I'll I'll message it to you and I'll put the episode number down below so people can see what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure I remember that one because I remember listening to the old Sal Vickersburg back in the day. He used to crack me up. Yeah, that was some good times, man. I'd like to get back into character, but it's hard, you know? No, it's tough. I mean, you've been out for a while, you know? You have to you have to harness them back in. It's like, it's otherworldly. He's just out there. But you can get him back, you know? I hope so. But look, Keith, I appreciate it. Uh, no you coming back on the, the, the show later this summer. And thanks for your contribution there towards the end Always of the 200 with the Matrix one. That was a, a blast. So we'll talk to you no soon, problem, bro. Man. All right, like, have a good one, man. Good peace. So what was your question? Before uh, Keith DeAngelis called up here, I think I asked you what your favorite episode was. <laughs> really? And that's what he just said? Man, dude, we're just hitting it all. It must be the aliens. Must you know? Mercury retrograde. Dude, do you believe in that, Drew? 
I try not to. What about you, Drew? It just depends. It's scary, right? It's a scary thing for people. Yo, how about you interview Sal Vickersburgs? I interview myself? Yeah, just talk to Sal. Oh, God, I haven't talked to him for so long. It's been so long since I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> He's back. We so, can, uh, I, welcome I, I to the podcast, uh, uh, Sal Vickersburg. Yeah, thing, no, I'm here with the... <laughs> here's the thing. With Sal Vickersburg, the only way to do it properly is the way I used to do it, and it's just cold call people. So somebody who's got a cell phone over there, give me like a store in the King of Prussia Mall or something like that, and I'll call up and ask for a job like I did, and we'll see what goes. <laughs> asking for a job. It's like the most like creepiest thing you can do in today's no, day but, and like, age. Like, <laughs> asking someone for a job. Hello, I have skill in your industry, and I would like to work for you. Um, yeah. Mm, this guy calls the fucking security. All right, I got one. I got one. Call Lids in the King of Prussia Mall, okay? Somebody call him on their phone. Lids, is that right? Call the the t-shirt graphic place. The Russians that made the hat. Ah, They don't have a phone, dude. (laughs) Yo, it's a t-shirt graphic place. (laughs) Phone calls you. But I don't think kiosks have phones that are listed, right? It's not a kiosk, though. That's a kiosk. And are you being racist towards a store? 2019. Breaking news. Bobcast controversy. Jesus. (laughs) He is racist (laughs) towards a place of business. That's another thing that's changed, too, since the... It, it came to the forefront of uh, racism, like you know, corporate. Like all the, yeah, it all came out. Like Identities. In 2013, they were like, "Let's get it," you know. They were in the, just at the top of their game, just living their life, and then boom, it all came down. Mm-hmm. What you are know? you talking about? Who's it? These guys like Epstein and all oh. these assholes with the money and shit. You know, I mean, what but I mean? they knew Doing about that forever. Yeah, they knew about it, but you know what? Really, what was that? Man, that was. Just, Scary in my ear, my headphones here. Oh, my package is ready from Amazon. Oh man, thank God they called during episode yeah. two hundred. What'd you get? I got a handheld bird grinder for my coffee beans. Oh, you know, it's a beautiful thing right there. Coffee. I know you brought me beans the last time. Yep. But uh, what was I saying? You forget. Uh, we were talking That's about how everybody's getting busted. So you think it yeah. is, but dude, they're still out there. No, the there's bad a lot, people are man. still it's out like, there. It's uh, like season two of True Detective. <laughs> You know, that was such a great time in our lives, too. Season one of True Detective, True Bombcast. No, but look, I want to take this time to let the listeners know that just because you see these people getting, you know, hauled off to justice doesn't mean these people are going to stop doing this. They're still out there. Mm-hmm. The ones you don't know of, the ones you'll never hear of, the ones that won't get caught. Mm-hmm. So you could just turn the TV off and stop thinking that you're doing being a better person because you hate the Epstein. You know, be yourself. Live your life. Don't hurt nobody. Treat people right. I think people, like all that power, that political power and like shit like the Illuminati that people thought were back in the day, oh, you're crazy. Shit like that exists, man. Like Bill Clinton was on a plane with this dude, Epstein. He was on the island. He comes out, yeah, come on. You know what I'm saying? What's Bill Clinton doing? Being a good boy there? You know. It's bullshit, dude. You know. It's bullshit, man. It's scary shit, dude. knee deep in that underage. Back in the day. What's it? Okay, so Drew, you probably know about this. I think you might have told me back in the day, but. I can't recall the name, but there's a political thing where people go off into the woods and there's this owl that they burn. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I saw the documentary. Yeah, what's that called? California. <laughs> yeah, the rich people go and then um, what's her name? What's the boy's name on Joe, Joe Rogan is crazy? The one that had the... Alex Jones. What is it? It is getting mighty stranger oh, man, things outside. Getting... Holy Woo! shit. We're getting mighty spooky uh, up in here. Some big storms are tonight. 
Yeah, just like last night. Are your windows up? Bobcast listeners, check your windows. Check your windows. Don't let the rain in. I'm currently without a vehicle for the first time in a long time. I'm kind of enjoying it. Last time I didn't have a car, it was immediate that I needed to get one. But now with Uber and other people willing to give me a ride, it's kind of nice. Uh, living it up. Driving, man, is just such a racket. You know what I mean? Did you ever just see an animal? Did you ever just follow a coyote? Yeah, into you know desolate night. Next time you see a coyote, now, one time I saw an animal, right? Um, I have I have come um to stare down a few times with a deer. I saw a possum emerge mm-hmm. in the backyard one year. Mm-hmm. I drew a picture of it on the. Dry I drew a picture. Board. Yeah. Did you paint it? Listen there. With your fingers. Yo, you... I had a little kismet coincident uh, experience, much like we're having here on the alien. Uh, tinged bobcast tonight so a co-worker of mine all of a sudden came into work with the bob ross energy drink mm-hmm. you know great good times you know I, my brother just is bob ross I use it. and she comes in with the bob ross mints it's like there's this whole um industry you know around bob ross to sell hmm. shitty product and i go why don't we get a bob ross painting for the wall in here we're like ha 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 no big deal i start looking it up <laughs> you can't get the big bob ross paintings no, like you the can't. You know, you know, they don't know where they're at, right? This is real time. But a week later, I Google, go onto my fashion, men's fashion website, which, side note, is where I first learned of Elon Musk mm-hmm. and his Neuralink. And it says, Bob Ross paintings found. 10,000 paintings found in South Carolina, you know, under lock and key by Bob Ross. Is there a tornado Dude, outside? Dude, it is getting mad as put. Yo, can you imagine episode 200? <laughs> we record... A tornado. Oh, come on, ATM. ATM. So right now, since the people can't see what's going on, uh, we got a little whistling going on through the doors. You know what I'm saying? We got a little tornado twister action going. <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> Dusty, can you hear me? Dusty. Dusty Buman. I think the, so intriguing. the listeners might be able to hear that. The wind. It's also, it's also too, you guys agree, from 2013, 2019, the weather has changed so much. I don't know about you because you live on the other side of the country. It was fairly okay over there right a lot a lot of uh, when when it does get dry Mm -hmm. the the woods catch on fire especially when we have lightning and thunder and smoke all throughout the summer smoke smoke on the water smoke you had a lot of fires fires. (laughs) yeah tons of fire wildfires yeah man it's pretty pretty gets pretty bad over there that's crazy this is like a culture proxy war the weather is like that where I live here, mm-hmm. from where I was living in Oregon. It's just a lot more humid. It's drier over there. Oh, man, it's so humid here. So humid. So, humid. so I got an idea for a company. I'm going to broadcast it right now here on episode 200. If you want to join in, call me up. It's called Chappies, okay? And Chappies is like a really nicely scented powder for the fellows in between. You know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> monkey butt. Like, yeah, because, yeah, but like monkey butt, let's think about that for a second. Yeah. That name, what does that imply? It's a, well, and it, it's like a it implies you that you got some get worse. ass kind of shit going, okay? With chappies, okay? You're not going to get chapped no more, okay? You're going to get that chappy sensation all over your legs and balls. And you're going to feel great. And it's going to be scented. So that way, whoever your loved one may it be, when they go there, it's a powdery fresh sensation. There's nothing but chappies. Okay? If I haven't sold you, then please don't continue listening. (laughs) Unsubscribe. Unfollow. Unfollow. Dude, I have been uh, unfollowed. I've been blocked on Facebook. I've been... Nice. uh, 
I've been, uh, let me think, what's the other one I was? I don't know, but I've been it, you know? And it feels weird because I can't imagine, okay, at age 39, this, this guy blocked me or laughing about it. But imagine being 16, 19 even, mm. and like the just the overall, like, you know, crushing defeat of knowing that somebody doesn't want to be your friend no more as a teenager. It's just, it, and like them telling you without telling you. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about with technology. Shit like that, dude. Tech I don't now. know what's going to happen to those kids, man. I don't. Who? The, one, yeah, the listen, ones who grew up listen, with it straight up. Listen, I mean? listen. I have a very good theory about this, and Tell we're all about. directly involved. I'm talking about the 2,000 kids. Oh, yeah, me too. Trust me. And uh, us growing up, we were like the fringe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kids are kids. People are people. But we were the ones doing the things that weren't popular for fun, right? What's name a few? You know, we were skateboarding. We were like uh, causing property damage. We were Crushing looking on the internet with at the baseball like, bat. you know, absurd videos. And... Here's one for you, fellas, too. Here's another Bobcast confession. Been doing it for like 20 episodes now. It feels so good. One time, Drew, I think you might have actually been there. We stole a chicken one night from Ninth Ave here in East Country. Oh. Okay, and the chicken actually had a chain on it, and we planned it. It was a chicken that was stuffed. My God, is that like the devil walking in as I confess? Oh, it's so glorious. Um, so like this chicken was like like chained up because the guy didn't want nobody stealing it. So we took it as we got to steal this chicken. We used some wire cutters. Oh, the got, rubber chicken. Got yeah. the rubber chicken. Then a, we went to Kirk and Nice and uh, there was crab apples and we taped crab apples and I think we had like a banana. And then the, you know, the chicken had a cock and balls and we took it and put it on the fence and t- like I think we used zip ties right to put to like crucify him on the tennis fence and this would be where you would first go into PW in the morning everybody would enter the same way and when they entered they would see this chicken with the cock and balls what happened quickly was me, the word a real chicken no, yeah, a chicken that we had stolen it. it wasn't a chicken it was a rubber what was like a like a rubber stuffed, like a rubber chi- stuffed was, rubber chicken it yeah a, it was a scarecrow yeah, full-sized man chicken like a, a chicken costume, like Sesame Street Stuffed. type thing, yeah. So it looked yeah. like, like a yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we, I think it's a good, I think the yeah. listeners could figure out but, that yeah, we put a cock and balls. But what had happened was we would gone to school, and uh, you know we'd seen it, and like we'd gone inside, and then what had happened, I guess, without the internet or texting or anything like that, was that inside? What was? Was that, that banging downstairs in the basement? Stay quiet, down oh, you know there. what it is? It's because you don't have the hatch on her. Uh, doesn't like one of the doors go open up out there? I don't out know. Out there, yeah. Let's just get spooky. You know what's crazy? I can see that noise in the audio file here. It's kind of scary. You like, know, we love the spook here on the. Podcast. Oh, we do, man. Um, is that? <laughs> that, did, that did scare me. That scared me. No, but Mighty you know, we love the spookies, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Mr. Smith. Uh, he's all about the uh, spooky music. Anyway, so we had that chicken, and then yeah, so we had the chicken, and then like without the use of the internet. The word got out that it was Narstown that had done it because it was football week homecoming and the blame had gone to them. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then, you know, I felt a certain way about that because like, you know, it was, you wanted it was, the credit. I didn't Narstown want the credit. No, because it was like it, I didn't I never thought that something like that in a jackass type moment would be then, you know, somebody like the, the motive had been put on to somebody else. The but the papers, interesting, yeah. it got into the front page of the paper. And it's not framed? You don't have this? Um, I, I think I have. my dad has it somewhere. I think I have it actually somewhere, but I have boxes upon boxes of shit that I have from like the 90s. Right here. <laughs> that was definitely alien. a noise outside. 
I have boxes and boxes of all that stuff. I know it's summer, but I remember the headline of the colonial newspaper. It said, uh, foul play. Oh, and, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one. That's so, great. So they wrote that Chris Bandish. Yeah. But here's Chris the thing Bandish. though. I, I think I was telling my dad this exact story the other day is, um, you know, we did that back in 97, you know, hmm. but in 2019, we would be busted right when our vehicle entered the property immediately with security cameras. Yeah, for sure, yeah. There was things that you could do back in the day that weren't uh, vehement, but they were fun and yeah. kids will never know what it's like to oh, still do it. But yeah, I know, but they'll, yeah. they'll never know what it's like to get away with it. And I don't want to encourage people to get away with shit. But I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we grew up in a time where we could be like superheroes in a way like you were saying like the fringe you know what i mean the like fringe we had superpowers because we tried to stay above the law that's a time? great admission it's good admission, of guilt dude. i'm gonna call the colonial it feels good to yeah i mean like it would be funny if we could get in touch call with mary the colonial should i call mary english up yeah, and tell yeah, her like great. look i want to confess all these years later to everything i ever did oh in this my area, god to all the mailboxes i destroyed Secrets. in a honda civic do people have secrets anymore? I've got. I think I've told all the secrets. I've got one more to tell, and it's going to be a guest that's coming up in the new two hundreds. Because it feels good to just be truthful and like not bullshit anybody. You know what I'm saying? Riders on the storm. Riders on the storm. Tudors has the bone. I guess uh, what's changed with you the most from 2013 to 2019, Mike? Are you serious? Uh, you know Should I get the detective light up For another nah, episode I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know the last 10 years of my life Have been uh, Two increments of 5 year periods And they've both had their ups and downs And they both had their challenges But I'm going to keep it super vague On the Bobcast uh, I'm looking forward to these next 5 years The looking, most Are you looking forward to anything else Like pop culture wise coming up I think we're. I think, like I said, when he got here, I think we're out of the demographic. I think I'm, I'm out of the demographic. You know what I mean? I can still enjoy this stuff, but it's not for me anymore. It's not for my demographic. And I continue to enjoy it. So be it. But I don't think it's scientifically, algorithmically created nowadays. What are you talking about in general? For my age group. What are you talking about in general? It's not appropriate. The eighteen to thirty-four demographic. <coughs> oh, you're out of there. Yeah, I'm out of that. So it's like I watch all this stuff. I, you know, enjoy all this stuff, but it's like it ain't for me, babe. It ain't me. I was asking about once upon a time in Hollywood. That's it. That's like that's totally. So you um, got left. He's got one more film left in him. It's official, good buddy. I'm a, I'm a has been. He ain't a has been, dude. I don't tell everybody's gonna retire. You should hey, never you know tell people you're going to retire, man. Hey, I'm glad you brought this up, and I don't know if we ever delved into the DiCaprio uh, obsession mm-hmm. here on the Bobcast. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I'll confess, I have every DiCaprio movie on Blu-ray right over here by Which, my uh, player, and uh, you know the DiCaprio movies have kind of mirrored moments in my life. Uh, last year, what with the Revenant, uh, signaled a very trying time for my career. I felt like I was ate by the bear shortly after it came out and uh you know I, i've crawled back and i've got to the fort right now and i'm you know kind of hunting for uh floyd what's his name tom hardy's character ready to take him down and you know get my life back on track career-wise uh but you know prior to that the introduction introduction of pocket <laughs> dial with wolf of wall street 
If yep. you if you if you watch Wolf of Wall yeah, Street, yeah. So wait, Pocket Doll happens during the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah every right. all the, so do you, all the do you remember when slang? we did the, uh, the Pocket Doll show at the Grape Street and we had that little mix of mm, oh yeah mm, the debauchery the the, the debauchery the insanity the words everything it's all lifted straight out of Wolf. You know, going back even further, uh, Gatsby. You know, I was living that Gatsby life at the time, working at the Rittenhouse Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take it back to Aviator. We were going out to L.A. Dude, Aviator's got to be definitely in my top five, top ten. Oh, yeah. I love that movie oh, so much. Oh, my God. I love the way it's colored. I love the oh. way the peas look. I love the way the fields look. The peas. Just coloring in films, too, is like, um, I think that Scorsese does a good job with that. So, uh, yeah, I saw Titanic with my high school uh, sweetheart. <laughs> and, you know, the ice sculpture Titanic was out front. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, I remember crying when Jack slid off that door. Okay. And like the Caprio movies have always kind of, I've always mirrored my life to them or they've slightly mirrored my life in some way. And I've been able to latch on to that throughout my, uh, you know, history here. And I, I am really looking forward to that once upon a time in Hollywood is kind of like, you know, a good way, mm-hmm. a good, a good, a good story to kind of yeah, it's latch on to. Uh, what's eating Gilbert great. That was a, a great movie. Yeah. I can relate to that cause I'm retarded. Well, so, Um, yeah, no, I mean, I also want to be a cult leader one day. So. so, you know, it's interesting to me that your list... So my list with him would include all the films that you mentioned, but you forgot to mention one that I like the most is that on the beach. So for me, the beach came out like right when we were out of high school. Mm-hmm. And like all the rules were off, really, for us. We didn't have to go to school no more. You could go to college. Yeah. They didn't give a shit if you didn't show up for class. You know what I mean? Like So like, you could still actually pass college and not show up all the time which I learned later in my schooling which I wish in hindsight I would have known earlier you know I got a chance to go to that beach mm-hmm. in Thailand I yeah, remember you told me that I was incredible like, tons of people though like wouldn't be you know and there's uh, the James Bond beach oh yeah the James Bond beach but that film is just great it's the book and apparently it's become a TV series now yeah. the so. book was better dude the I hate book. to say it but the book I remember seeing that with my next sweetheart there was a string of DiCaprio movies I took my sweethearts to. So let me ask you a question. With all the sweethearts, would you trade him for one night with Theo? <laughs> That's oh, such my a fault. funny it's question. You should be asking me the question. That's I'm, such a I'm funny sorry. question. Do you want to ask me a question? Speaking too? of the mirror, hold on. Let's just address this mirror with yeah. the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. DiCaprio's character, Rick Dalton, plays a character in that movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And what is that character's name? Cahill. Cahill. Which is still my last name, and which is still hard for some people to pronounce. Cahill brothers. Cahill Cahilly. The Cahills. Like, people, people call like like you know like telemarkers will call my house and be like, "Is uh, Mr. Cahilly there?" Like they would spell it in my mind like the way you spell Chili's, like you know the logo. Cahillys. Cahilly. Is Mr. Cahilly there? Where's the Y? I always thought K high L L is hot as hell. Cahill. Is Cahill there? Cahill. What's the weirdest pronunciation of your last name, Mick? Because yours is... You can say your name two ways, actually. Karpovich I just tune it out. Karpowitz. When I know it's coming, I just... What's the best misinterpretation of your last name you've heard? You know... Kapowski... Karpowitcha... Karpowicka... Kapowitz... Oh, my gosh. Kapowitz? Can I call you Kapowitz? Like I said, I just tune it out. I say, yeah, that's good. Next... Next, on to the next one. But um, 
Yeah, man. 200 episodes. Yeah. It's a lot of talking. You know, it's a lot of uh, a lot of chatting about a lot of chat, a lot of chatting about life, technology, thinking about the old life, video games, culture know? war, aliens, talking about old memories. You know, and even though like sometimes like you know like with Drew like I think you've been now on the show maybe three four times about, mm-hmm. but I could tell the same story over and over again. You know, like that time you picked me up uh, when I was uh, drunk running from Justin Cohen's house at that party. Yeah, my Volkswagen and Beetle didn't. He could hear it from. You sure that wasn't the Pulsar? Oh, it was the Beetle. It would have been the Beetle, yeah. You sure it wasn't the Pulsar, though? No, I'm not sure. Even the Pulsar was loud. Yeah, the Pulsar was stealth. Nissan Pulsar, for uh, those out there who are uneducated, looks like what? What would you describe that? Like a... Knight Rider. Knight Rider, man. That was <laughs> great. T-tops. I remember that. The T-Tops came off. And mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a blast, you know? I hope I can keep it going. I'd like to say that I... I mean, like, okay, so like at this 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, six years to do 200 episodes, right? So I'll be well into my late 40s when we get to, you know, 400 almost, you know, if I keep it up, maybe faster. Yeah. No, God. I mean, like to do an hour, to do like an hour, like a worth of content for people to listen to where they're driving to work or doing something else. You really just got to do it in a setting like this, you know, you got to come with the entertainment. So, you know, if you're listening to the Bobcast episode 200 and you'd uh, like to try out being on a podcast, I'll talk to almost anyone um, as long as you're not crazy. Or if you're crazy, like the way I like you to be crazy, yeah, hit me up. But don't come in here and, you know, tie us up in the basement or something. You know, that'd be a little <laughs> weird. But both Drew and uh, Mickey have been uh, huge uh, pillars in the success of the show, being guests, inspiring different ideas. That's why I grew up with both of you. Long time. Yeah, I think my uh, one of my earliest. We share best friends, right? Aren't you guys best friends too? You guys were best friends before. Yeah, those shirts, the Parker Lewis shirts. Oh yeah, I mean you know like not like traditionally, but there's ghosts of Parker Lewis in all my. Show up to school with these Parker Lewis can't lose. Remember that TV show? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you know? I'm like, oh fuck, he's got to look at that one. The silk shirts. Yeah, I have a mom who like we go to Strawbridge's and I find one. And the Cavaricis, I had those little joints. But dude. Did you know that when I was making music years ago in 2013, I had got Coronemic Parker Lewis to kind of like retweet my music really? on the Twitter? Yeah, That's I felt awesome. I thought yeah. about you because nice. we 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 have such a history with the Parker Lewis. Mm-hmm. Can't lose. Parker Lewis is the best man. It was a great time. What a great show! I would like to see that remade or brought back. See what Parker's up to in his life now. <laughs> Yo, you know how he had like all those secret contraptions? There's yeah. an idea right there. Like he builds like uh, meow wolves. Yeah, you guys yeah, know what meow yeah. wolf is, dude? I'm trying to get my meow wolf to come here to country with you, Neve, the mayor of country. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Meow, we, meow wolf is from like Albuquerque, or it's like from Santa Fe, I think, out there, out west. It's a bunch of artists that build these installations inside these abandoned warehouses where there's like mm-hmm. thirty thousand square feet. That's the prerequisite is if you have thirty thousand square feet, but it's like a adventure where like you walk into an apartment you open up a washer door and you walk through the washer door into this like ever-expanding universe where there's just all sorts of crazy things and it's for adults as well as kids where it's like a mystery that you apparently solve Mm -hmm. but it's amazing looking it employs um people and pays them more than minimum wage pays people who are just Mm. regular old like you know spirit halloween like workers 15 dollars an hour Mm -hmm. to do this you know I would love to do it, man. So maybe God willing, in the in the next two hundred episodes, we could do something like that here in country. You know, the because I would love to build something where artists can like come together to build something huge. That's what Top of the World's all about. 
You know what I mean? It's to build something huge. You will be. I've only, I've only been to two meetings. Oh, you will be around? I will be, yeah. Oh, we should talk. We will talk. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I really do. Um, looking forward to another lifetime of uh, friendships between the both of you. And uh, everybody that's listening, uh, stay tuned. Next on the show is uh, Kevin Quinn. Fellas, I love you to death. Yeah, congratulations on your 200. God bless the Bobcast. My name's Sal Vickersbig. I only preach the truth. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, back here again, uh, celebrating episode 200. You know, I mean, I I went through the Rolodex of guests, you know, and uh, the people who've contributed the most to the show, I'd like to, you know, bring back for, you know, special guest ex- appearances. And I think it was about maybe a better part of maybe eight months ago or so, I started doing these live Facebook uh, events. I would tell everybody what time I would start uh, the Facebook live video and the live podcast, and we'd just go for it. And uh, we had a good response. We had we did like maybe I think three or four shows where people were communicating with us, chiming in about pop culture. I remember uh, I think Roseanne's show came back on TV, and then little did we know that she'd be kicked off it later. Um, since that time, we became straight up homies. Um, I'd like to start off by telling a little story about the first time I met him. I think it's in uh, the Colonial Middle School, 1993-94, I'm going to place it, okay? And uh, he came into the school year, uh, not at the beginning, kind of like halfway, I remember, okay? And um, he's in my home ec class. And for people who are millennials, what the hell is home ec? It's basically they taught you how to cook, sew, do your laundry, okay? Two things I noticed about the guy. One, he's gotten a use your illusion. Two, no, no. I think it was one, because one's the orange one. And uh, he's wearing the shirt. It's fresh looking. Second thing I notice is, is that he's got facial hair. And I'm like, how the hell is this even possible? Because I'm still looking at, you know, boy dick down there. that hasn't even really, you know, begun to pubertize itself. And I noticed he also had a little bit of hair gel in his hair, too. He used to, like, put, like, a little glob of that gel in there and slick it back so and uh, I guess I was intimidated by him so naturally I decided to pick a fight with him <laughs> which I have no idea how it happened but I remember it almost came to fisticuffs because he stood up out of his seat and he was like what the fuck's your problem homie and I was like no problem really uh, fast forward maybe I guess uh, two three years later first band I ever been in was ever in Delta 9 he was the lead singer of that and then, you know, uh, we graduated high school, went on different paths for a little bit, but then all of a sudden, boom, homie comes back into my life. Next thing you know, our wives are becoming friends. We're going to concerts. We're riding limousines to concerts. We're having a great time, losing our minds, watching pop culture seasons together, vice versa. But with that being said, though, I, I'd like to uh, introduce and thank him for his contribution uh, over the course of the 200 episodes and uh, also being an inspiration to me. Welcome back to the lounge, Mr. Kevin Quinn. hey So what's up, homie? What's up, dude? Do you remember that day in the home economics class? No, you know, it's so funny. Um, I don't remember that particular day. I do, you know, <laughs> when you were sitting here telling me the story. Uh, so, you know, I was born in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. We moved out to the burbs because, uh, you know, neighborhood was changing. Mm-hmm. So we moved out to the suburbs uh, when I was like 12 or 13. So, yeah, it was probably like 92, 93. Yeah. How the hell did you met. hit puberty so quick? Did you hit puberty like right when you hit double digits? Dude, I'm just a freak of nature. Like I've, 10, I got a beard. Yeah, Dude, I came out of the womb with a beard. And my mom was like, oh, better get some razors. No. Uh, so, wait. I, yeah, so I started all, shaving like on, on all honesty, when yeah. did you hit puberty? 
uh like 12 13 damn dude like that. yeah See, I that's why i was young so, dude i remember I dude young. i remember I being blown away I by i think you might have been the first person that i ever saw that had hit puberty first yeah <laughs> drew and i we were like little boys and shit you know what i mean like so t- two stories that made me think of yeah so the shaving thing i mean I, it was like a gift and a curse right because mm-hmm. i was like all younger guys that I was friends with were like, oh, why are you so weird? You got facial hair already, right? Yeah, But right. then on the flip of it, like a year or two later, I was the one that had like a full straight full beard, beard yeah. and I could get away with being looking like I was older than I was. Yeah, you definitely, yeah, you got away with it. So I remember, uh, you know. I also remember this one time, like, uh, I remember like the beard, the beard to you became like a sacred, like relic, because you needed that shit because you looked old, right? Yeah. I think you took a job. Yeah, you took a job at Wawa, and they're like, you got to shave the beard, son. And you were like, nah, eh, I got sensitive skin, and I can't do it. And I remember thinking, I don't know why, but that shit sticks out of my mind for yeah. like, you know, uh, 25 years later or whatever, I got a sensitive beard. I got I wor- so sensitive I skin. So uh, I worked at the Denardis, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember as that. A, as a cart boy, bus boy, whatever. And uh, they were real strict about like, you can't have facial hair, however excuse me, the addendum was you could have a mustache. So there was like all these photos of guys that worked there that had like the porno mustache, but no beards, right? So That shit would never fly in 2019, by I the know, way. right? Uh, so if I shaved in the morning by the end of the day, I'm like, it's coming through. You can mm-hmm. see it. So it was like, I didn't shave that morning, had gone to work at night, and the, the manager had said something to me once before about you need to shave and make sure you're clean shaving or whatever. And I had like the smallest of stubble. Mm-hmm. And I was probably working there like a year at this point. And uh, I remember he came up to me and he was like, listen, I'm going to need you to go ahead and uh, clock out, grab some razors and some shaving cream and shave your face and then clock back in and get back to work. What? I said, oh, okay. So I clocked out and boop, deuces. Left. I just left. I never wow. went back. At Genardi's, right? At Gen- Genardi's. And now, yeah. forgive me if I, I can't remember correctly, but yeah. Genardi's was the one that was located It's where, where Weiss is now. In the Plymouth so Square. Genardi's, Plymouth so Square it was Super Center. Fresh, then it became Genardi's. No, I think it was Genardi's and then Super Fresh, and now it's Weiss. Wow, that blows yeah. my mind, dude. Because yeah. my first job was at Super Fresh. Okay. Um, in that building. Yeah. And um, whereas I couldn't still not yet grow a beard at age 16, <laughs> um, he did tell me to clean the urinal cakes out. And I was like, fuck that. I'm yeah. out. And I yeah. quit too. Actually, you know what? I think, you know, I used to go get the carts. Yeah. Fran yeah. Zones used to be in that same shopping center. Remember they used to have like the little record thing? Yeah. Like, you uh-huh. remember that? Like you yeah, put yeah. the quarters in old fashioned. Yeah. People be smoking cigarettes in there too, man. Back in the day, like your pizza tasted like a cigarette. But well, um, we had the um, uh, the BJ's Billiards was there right there. Oh yeah, right there man. too, right next to the grocery store, dude. So like, hold, 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 hold BJ's like, real quick. Oh. I want to talk yeah. about that, dude. Yeah. But uh, one night I almost got fired. Uh, I was supposed to be out getting carts, and I was in this booth in the Friend Zone's pizzeria with some girls and stuff, like laughing, like making jokes in my apron and shit. And here comes my like seventy year old boss, and he looks <laughs> in and like gives me that like point, you know, like right. I see what you're doing. Yeah. I thought for sure I was fired there, but you know what? Nobody wants to get shopping carts. I, I had to go get the shopping carts. Still yeah. had a job because shop. I, actually, it's funny that we're talking about this because yeah. in my Facebook memories today, a year ago, I posted people who go get shopping carts should get paid twenty dollars an hour mm-hmm. because that shit sucks, man. Yeah. If you don't have one of them self guided things that Walmart's got where the carts automatically, yeah, that shit sucked. I used to get so mad. Yeah, go out there in the rain. 
the you put the you know you push the card in the ranger shoots up hits you but the uh, only saving grace back then too was that there was only one size card it wasn't like you had that little mini yeah, card right. that they do now yeah where you, everything gets out, screwed you got it up one time and then came back in but if it was raining it think was of the that, worst man. Oh, and the rain would shoot back and hit you in yeah. the face and you'd be oh, like what yeah. is this shit terrible uh, BJ's Billiards for uh, <laughs> the people who are not in this uh, decade born uh, like Kevin and I old uh, BJ uh, BJ's Billiards was um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. It was the enabling hotspot for young kids to smoke cigarettes. Okay. That was basically <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. I remember thinking this is the place I can go where I can smoke cigarettes and never worry about my parents catching me. Right. And this dude behind the counter, who, by the way, was Louis C.K. before Louis C.K. ever was <laughs> in my like life, looks just like him. I saw BJ about a year ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, the sad thing was he got old. You know, yeah, everybody's talking yeah. about this, you know, face app thing, getting old yeah, and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it this morning, too. And then I, after I did it, like, the news basically said, uh, you just shared, shared all your, your information face. with the Russian Russians, bots. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I didn't care, you know. They already got my information anyway. And, like, you know, the world's corrupt. Who gives a shit? <laughs> but with BJ, man, everybody be down there. And I remember that place so vividly. I remember they had Rampage downstairs. They had Street Fighter Two to the left. They might have had some driving game in the corner, and then you can get cigarettes right there, and then just play pool. And uh, he used to make these comments to us. Remember, like you know, we fed his uh, income, though. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a place where you could go shoot some pool. You mm-hmm. know, if you really didn't know how to play pool, it didn't matter. You were really just going down there to hang out. With your hang friends out with your and friends. Smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Smoke cigarettes. Yeah. It was like the final refuge. Before that, it used to be the Plymouth Mall. Where yeah. They had the arcade. The Super K was the best. And then, uh, then they closed that down, and then it was. Where do we go next? Well, they had the BJ's Billiards, and then if you remember behind that shopping center was where the bowling alley was. Oh, yeah. We used to get cigarettes there, too, man. Yeah. I wish to God I can go back in time and tell, like, 1995, 96, Bob, don't ever pick up a cigarette, you know? Yeah. It, well, I saw it recently. Wasn't it like what? You, you kicked it 17 years ago? Uh, yeah, June. June 14th, of this year, right? Yeah, you got a good memory. Uh, was. Um, trying to do the math yeah 17 years damn dude that's great no, 18 um, years 18 years. i wish i had more time under my belt like that because i've been reading those things and it's just like jesus i got a long way to go before i can actually get myself back to being equivalent towards like a yeah, non-smoker, a non-smoker. Yeah. yeah but um i wish i can go back in time and just tell myself no like there's it also too like you know like pop culture at the time <laughs> i mean you got a poster of Kurt Cobain on the wall smoking a cigarette. You're going to smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a weird, like, and also, too, where you lived in high school. Yeah. Remember how everybody used to oh, yeah. meet right out there used to meet in a circle? The yeah. So, Kevin's uh, house was right next to Plymouth White Marsh High School. And in the morning time, I used to go into school, put my shit in my locker, leave the building leave school and walk over to the <laughs> suburbs mm-hmm. to smoke cigarettes yeah. that shit would never fly in 2019 no. No. whereas we were just talking the other day at the pool because we're we're members of this new pool which we're not going to give out the name because we want to keep that place <laughs> a secret haven for ourselves um the fact that uh you know the stuff that we did in high school man like god like not i don't think any of my memories of high school would would still be true with modern technology because we got away with murder. Yeah, so I mean, it it wasn't just like a instant passing of information. It was like if something was happening, like there was a party going on or something, or you was a meetup spot, you had to like yeah. you know whisper down the lane to people, and which was awesome. word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like 
you, you know because you it's Facebook post, event. Yeah, post it on social media and everybody knows about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was much much more harder back then to like get to rally people to do stuff. To and, rally people to do you stuff, know, like, like have a party, yeah. have an event. Like, hey, our band's playing here. Like, mm-hmm. we're gonna we'll be a Crickmore's house. You know, just, no, that was just uh, playing Schaefer Fest. Schaefer Remember Adam Schaefer? Who, yes. by the way, I haven't seen ever, yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, two memories of Adam Schaefer. Uh, one in the middle school, he got hit in the nuts so hard from some dude. Some uh, dude kicked him in the nuts so bad that he was put into a wheelchair, and the rumor was he lost a nut. Adam, if this is true or not true, if you want to get in touch with me, come on the podcast. I'd love to talk about the nut and Schaefer nut. Fest. <laughs> Schaefer Fest, we played. I remember. Uh, I just remember being fucked up. And uh, I have this memory of not liking my set because uh, A, I was under the influence and B, um, I still remember like uh, the song Gifts. I used to hit the digital delay reverb pedal for the course, which would create that, uh, you know, pocket picture, Mm memo. And like, I didn't do it. And like, even now at age 39, I still think about that moment. And it's weird how like you have these moments like as a you know as a musician or as an artist where you're just like damn it dude it could have been so yeah and i remember like the girl i was crushing on hard was like standing right in front of me uh suger safi uh, who never paid uh, no attention to me damn it susan actually one time i did go uh to her uh, we, we shouldn't talk about that yeah <laughs> actually what you know i went over to flirt with her and we we're hanging out and then her boyfriend who she just broke up with just came over unannounced walked into the room and it was like ready to cry, man. Wow. And you know me, I'm a sucker yeah. for emotion. I sure. was ready to cry with him because yeah, I felt yeah. so bad. Yeah. So it naturally said, I think I better go. And that was the last time I ever saw her. Wow. Yeah. But I loved her, dude. I loved her. I was, I was totally, she was so punk rock. And I was so into punk rock and yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, and now in hindsight, I just realized it was just another one of those, you know. Do you remember if she said she liked your set? No. They oh. never would say shit like that. No. Man. No. They never. I know, I think I was dating Lori at the time, and Lori was very much into uh, the music and Delta 9 and stuff like yeah. that. But I had been crushed on Sue since I met her, like, in my freshman year of high school, because she yeah. was in the same art block, you know? Right, right. We're friends with Lissa and Kellen yeah. and all the ones we hung out with. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I miss that those times. And you know what? Over the course of these 200 episodes, I must have spoken about those times countless, mm-hmm. countless moments where, like, I remember... And like trying to convey the thoughts of what it was like to grow up in a time without the internet. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, a lot of people are like, uh, yeah, 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 talk mm-hmm. too much shit. You have no clue unless yeah. you were there. Yeah. And that's what we share with our parents' generation and the generation before mm-hmm. that. Even my grandmom, who's 96 years old, mm-hmm. the way we came up isn't really that much different. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny you were talking too about, you know, I was saying the gift and the curse of the beard. So I always go back to, it was funny with the. Uh, the regulations, I guess, or how places carded you wasn't as strict yeah. back then either, Not right? At all, so, man. because no. I was the kid with the beard, mm-hmm. I was able to get cigarettes for everybody. And I, I remember we both share a January birthday. And it's funny, I don't know how we ever talked about that before. Like, I, I heard a podcast you did, um, few few episodes ago where i yeah january birthday i was felt cheated that my birthday happens right at the, the beginning bat. of the year yeah, and sucks. then i'm that age for the rest of the year and it's exactly like, oh. um you don't anyway. even you don't even get a moment of reprieve. no it's new it's year like, hey boom. new year there's yeah. your birthday now you're old that's why everyone's making new year's resolutions yeah. i'm like fuck that noise right. dude i'm gonna be 40 you right. know what i mean like, exactly um so i had just turned uh 15 mm-hmm and I had gone to, if you remember, there was a CVS pharmacy in the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Oh, yeah. Teresa worked there. My wife. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. So Craig Cromwell, <laughs> who was our drummer yeah, in yeah. our band, yeah. asked her out over the loudspeaker system. <laughs> Craig. Yo, bro. 
<laughs> I love you, but you know. Actually, you know what? I give him props. But for hold that. on, if that would if that worked, that's a pretty pimp move, though. It didn't. Well, <laughs> it I'm didn't. saying it, I forget why she did. Didn't go them, but, but it would, it would be weird. Like move. I thought you meant if it worked, like if Craig wound up with Teresa. No, no, no. If it, it worked, like Tyler, if, if he asked her out and she said yeah, I went on pimp. a date. That would be so pimp. pimp. Yeah. So I guess in I my mind, I thought that was a pimp move, but to my wife, it wasn't. It was like a no uh, dice scenario. But continue I, on. Tell me. I what like you guys together, you and you and Teresa, because you guys have made Tyler. Mm-hmm. But I can't knock the hustle of Craig. That that was. A, oh yeah, Craig was always a, had hustle, man. It was Craig, a ballsy move. Craig had like how many cars before? <laughs> like when he was sixteen, he had like five cars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah. So, so uh, my birthday just turned fifteen. It was nineteen ninety five, and I had gone to the CVS to get cigarettes. Damn, you were buying at fifteen? Yeah, dude. So, because I had a beard, mm-hmm. so I went in, I purchased cigarettes, and the lady looks at me, and she's like, um, "How old are you?" I said, "I'm eighteen. She said, oh, "Okay, great." Did exchange, got the cigarettes in my hand. She's giving me my change back. And and she's like, well, you got all this cash showing you. I was like, well, yeah, I just had a birthday. She's like, oh, really? That's great. How old did you turn? And I said, oh, 15. Oh, <laughs> she caught you. She did, but she, I had the cigarettes in my hand already. And she's like, we had that moment where we both locked eyes. And she's like, and I just slowly pulled the cigarettes away and put them <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> Wait, how old and was she, she just like gave our, me my change like back, age, and right? I was. She's like, "Get out of here!" And she I just was, walked. She, out was, she was our age. Uh, I don't remember how old she was. She wow. was. She was probably a little bit older than us. It's weird how you remember things like that. I right? do. I. I don't remember any of the details of that. Just that she, I got busted in that moment because I had that split second of I just told a lie that I was old yeah. enough to purchase these. Yeah. You didn't have to show ID then. <laughs> they just kind of asked you, yeah. right, if you were. Yeah. And, and had, then immediately had... she tripped me up with the, how old did you just turn for your birthday? <laughs> I think I talked about this before in the <laughs> under uh, 200 episodes, but my, my worst Plymouth Meeting Mall memory, it's like that is where I was working at Ritz Camera. I was like 19 years old. Yeah. Um, and at the time we were selling, uh, uh, Polaroid was making a big comeback and we were making like nude style Polaroid film where it used to be very square, but then it started coming out in rectangles. Okay. They were making real fun for people and shit. And, uh, you know, I'm 19 years old, go to the parking lot, come back completely stoned. There's a guy at the counter and he's like, uh, can you help me? I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Uh, and like, he's like, I'm interested in this Polaroid camera. And I'm like, okay, great. But I just want to let you know up front that if you want to get this film developed, we got to send out for it because this is a special order. Okay. There's a pause that's like this long. He's like, bro. <laughs> It's a Polaroid. Polaroid, yeah. And I was just like, God, dude, I felt so dumb. And I was just like, why why has this happened right now that I feel, you know? Yeah. And it's like a moment in time where I wish, I'm like, you're such an idiot. You yeah. should have, you know what I mean? <laughs> First off, you shouldn't have been leaving your post. But, um, yeah, and that's another thing, too, man, I should I should notice that the Plymouth Mini Mall, it's always going to have a fond spot in my heart because there's so many different things. Yeah. I have another memory to share with you. Uh, the Like, I remember, like, being 15 and, like... Uh, it's like when you start going out at night and start doing things that you didn't do in like, you know, your previous years as being a young, you know, yeah. kid. And that was driving in cars with other people. Yeah. I remember the first time ever being in a vehicle with somebody who was like, you know, a little bit older than, than us. It was with Drew's brother. Mm-hmm. You, I think is you, Drew, and me. I'm in the far right seat. Drew's riding, bitch. You're on the left side. Ian's driving us to the Plymouth Mini Mall to go to the Supercade. And we were driving like... Like 95 miles an hour mm-hmm. on Germantown Pike, and Ian's holding the wheel like uh, Alex from Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. stuck in my vernacular, yeah. dude. And like anytime I'm under that Germantown Pike bridge, I see uh, like Ian driving like that. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just amazing to me that that's even a thing. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, yeah. I, those little split, this little, uh, it's like a trigger memory. Like trigger memory. Yeah, it's a older, good way to describe it. You know, the older that you get, it's hard to like. I that the the cigarette story. I don't remember all the specific details about that, but it triggered me when you started talking about the beginning. How I you know I hit puberty young. I had to shave young, so. Uh, I just always distinctly remember that of like getting away with it, but I I, I gave up the so tape. You gave it up quick. Yeah. I, just I screwed just myself over. Yeah. Um, so like, wait, let me ask you a question, sir. I yeah. remember this too. Is this like okay? So like, you hit puberty at twelve. <laughs> so you have twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So you have five years ahead of us. What was it like the moment where you realized shit? I don't look like everybody else anymore. Was there ever a moment there where you're like, oh, they all caught up to me? Uh. Or did you just go? No, with the because flow? if you think about back back around that time too, like uh, it was like ninety five, ninety six. Mm-hmm. Like we all had long hair and facial hair, so we all kind of looked exactly the same anyway. In the sense, like, nah, dude, I didn't have facial hair too. I was, <coughs> first off, my facial hair came in on my neck first. Okay, did it? It didn't come in on my like mustache. <laughs> didn't come in on my beard. Came in on my neck, neck dog. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this shit? Yeah. Everybody else getting beards, and I'm getting a neck beard. And I was like maybe eighteen. Like yeah. if you look at graduating pictures from high school, I had oh no, yeah, I have I a picture no of beer. us, no beard, dude. Yeah. And then it started like when I went to Monco. Yeah. But um, now I wish to God that um, I mean, shaving is such a pain in the ass, and mm-hmm. I don't like the way I look without a beard. So like if I mess up just a bit, it can send me into an OCD pattern of dismay. And actually, I think about you sometimes because of your fucking beard. It trigger yeah. remembers me being like, yeah. damn it. He's yeah. had a beard since '92, <laughs> but yeah, it's just all it's all. Uh, but yeah, we had good times. I mean, now. the Delta Nine we've spoke about before. I mean, yeah. I think we might have played. I think we played like three or four shows. I remember a show in Craig's basement where we kept playing the same shit over and over again. Zaps we mm-hmm. played, mm-hmm. which was guitar. Uh, it's like I forget what it's called now. Music and Training Arts Center next to that nail salon and the yeah, yeah. Rita's Water Ice. Mm-hmm. We played at high school. Yeah. And then we played Schaefer Fest, so it was four gigs that we yeah, had. Yeah, I thought yeah, I thought it was close to like a handful of times we played. Yeah, yeah. and then I don't know why we broke up. Uh, I had a drug problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> probably was yeah. one of the main catalysts. Damn, I forgot about that. Dude. <laughs> That's yeah, the, no. okay. Yeah, I was it, not a good. I was not a good youth. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what yeah. though? Like as far as I'm concerned, you were you were not a good youth. But like uh, in today's world, age 39. Yeah. I mean, you got everything going on for you, dude. You got a baby on the way. You got a lovely wife. You know what I mean? So it all worked out for you. So I'm glad for that. And, you know, for those that it didn't work out for you, who are still struggling or whatever, yeah. it's never too late to just say, hey, I could start over today. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. There's never yeah. like this moment. I think a lot of people, when they're like suffering like that, they just get so bogged down with the fact that they think that they can't ever get better. You know? Yeah. And it's like, I just, I burned my uh, finger on 4th of July. Almost healed, bro. You know? <laughs> what did I do? took care of it yeah cleaned it you yeah. know put some neosporin on yeah. it you just gotta get these proper things but well it's about it's, it's like being able to you know survive your emotions and like mm. everything that you go through isn't permanent it's 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 temporary everything has a temporary yeah everything yeah. has mm-hmm. a has a a limit you know it just it just what's your perception on that and how long do you choose to stay in that it's like mm-hmm. and it's easier said than done because when you're in the middle of of chaos or like some storm it seems like it's never going to end never yeah. and then when it's ended you're mm-hmm. like oh that wasn't that bad or like you know it's going to be awesome now and it is awesome but it's not going to stay awesome forever it's just it's just kind of uh recognizing the good times and the bad times for what they are and and appreciating and embracing them when they're happening yeah 
because if it's something's bad, it's not going to stay bad forever, and if it's yeah. good, it's not going to stay good forever. You know, yeah, and you can't allow, you can't times. allow triggers to uh, to affect you. I found that like when I finally quit smoking cigarettes, you know, mm-hmm. the triggers that used to get me, you know, like say for instance, like this is like turmoil in the family or something, or mm-hmm. like uh, grandma falls or something, where yeah. I would get really stressed out, where yeah. I'm like thinking I need a cigarette, you know. Yeah. It's like I don't <clears throat> replace that no more with that memory, you know? It's like mm-hmm. almost like a training a new muscle, you know, yeah. like to not go that path. But I always find that um, as interesting, like as far as like how our brains perceive things. Um, I actually just read today that uh, Elon Musk has announced as of today, he has figured out how to insert Neuralink inside the chimpanzee. Um, so we eventually will be able to control an app called Neuralink with our minds when what this app does is control like it can like monitor your uh, your blood sugar intake see if you're gonna get diabetes warn you about it hmm. almost like you know when you're driving a vehicle and you see like you know like you know warning object ahead yeah warning like you know diabetes warning you know uh, cancer you know what I mean hmm. so we definitely are entering into a new age where uh, I don't know what's what's even capable next you know it's crazy it's I didn't nuts. Read that. Yeah, it just came out. I think about like ten minutes before you picked me up today. Huh. But um, yeah, it's just a it's such a wild world, and it's like that's like kind of like what we're telling, like speaking about this '90s. You know what I mean? Like in the '90s, we never would have thought shit like this. You know what I mean? We were just happy that Saturday and Sunday came our way. You know, <laughs> we weren't thinking about you know otherworldly stuff. You know, I thought Super Nintendo would be around forever. <laughs> never thought it was going to be any better than that. I thought, yeah, this is it. You know? Yeah. No, it's funny you're talking about um, when we first met too, right? So, uh, yeah, you moved from Philly to the suburbs, not knowing anybody, mm. and um, scary, right? I'm like 12, 13 years old, having to meet all these new, make new friends, essentially. Yeah, and right? you come from you're essentially yeah. the plot of Rocky Five. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm this stupid ass <laughs> little uh, kid who went to Catholic school, uh, wearing a, a starter jacket, you know. Um, and listen, if anybody who you know, I'm I'm not a sports guy. I've never been a sports guy. I've not. I don't know shit about sports. Mm-hmm. But you play a part, right? And when I was that young, it was you like sports teams. You like starters jackets, and I liked the color red. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I guess I'm gonna like Kansas San Francisco Forty Nine. San Francisco Forty Nine because it was okay. red and gold. Yeah. So I wore this the red and gold starter jacket. And I had a San Francisco jacket, a San Francisco bag. Mm-hmm. I had my ear pierced. I had a San Francisco. Oh yeah, earring, I remember that. Right. I remember. I go you in the hat. school and they're all, and and. Everybody thought you're, kids. From San, I thought you're from San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah. And they're like, who's this fucking punk? Who's this race San, San Francisco kid? treat motherfucker? Right? Exactly. And I'm like, like I guess I got to fight people. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. what. But I went home that day crushed. Really? Yeah, crushed because I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Mickey so got a socks jacket, starter jacket. Starter jackets are the shit, Starter jackets right? are the shit, man. Um, so wait, when you went home, you got all upset. What? Yeah. But well, because... It was it was that time of not knowing who you were and like thinking that these clothes made me who I was and where I was that's who I was I was the kid who wore the San Francisco stuff and there was Wait, that is red identity. your favorite color huh is red your favorite color no it just was back just then, then. <laughs> it's it's, you know, it's really odd yeah. okay so for me and I haven't thought of this in since I was 92 or whatever yeah, yeah. I remember your San Francisco uh, 49ers jacket and the odd thing for me was my dad was very much in the football. My dad was very much in the Notre Dame. My dad was very much into um, the Eagles. But for some reason, the quarterback that I gravitated towards the most in my late 
boyhood years was Joe Montana because uh-huh. I thought that he was like just awesome and my dad loved him because I think he came from Notre Dame and uh, I also have pictures of me with yeah. 49ers like you know the flat brims back yeah, in the yeah. day mm-hmm. that's weird it's a weird connection I haven't yeah. you know uh, thought of I think part of it was just uh, you know my dad was big into football but I just never got into it I just mm-hmm. never liked I don't know I'm just weird like that. I just never I never conform to the, the this is what guys do and they well, talk about football sports. Season, you come you come watch some football games with my parents. You'll love it, dude. They get so invested. It's my insane. wife loves that I don't love football. It's Well, you got to come to my parents' house cuz they get all wild, dude. <laughs> Scream. My, my buddy Josh and his wife Dawn are, are huge into it. So really? when yeah, when it was so funny. We went to um to their house for the Super Bowl 2 years ago. And I woke up that morning and I said, and I looked at him when we got to his house. I said, "You know what?" I got a feeling the Eels are going to win. And he's oh, like, well, I sure hope so. I said, I just got a feeling. Did you bet? No, I didn't. Well, we, we played like uh, Annie Dollar and we would. So wait, so you what you're telling me, pick. and uh, for the listeners who don't know, Kevin is a, a shark when it comes to poker. Um, he's a live <laughs> poker player, not uh, internet. Tournament. I'm tournament. Not a tournament or an internet player. Live cash game. Live cash game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a tournament guy myself. Yeah. And it's weird. I, I did play tournaments for a long time and I had I like that I had the discipline to do it. Field. I just it plays so much differently yeah. uh tournament versus cash. Yeah. Well, I mean cash is cash is a really psychological based warfare really because it's like you could have you know huge chip stack and some dude ain't got shit can bluff uh-huh. you out of it as we saw in the what was that 2004 the Chris Moneymaker Sammy Farha yeah. you see yeah, that yeah, bluff yeah. he didn't uh-huh. have shit dude yeah. that's what hooked me man that yeah. moment right there and then we moved to LA and we used to play poker every night Drew and I tried well, to at least well more of a tournament style it's the uh, it's the idea that you have to be more calculated with your moves because you only have one life yeah whereas a cash game you could reload at any point yeah I mean unless you're playing a tournament that has you know a rebuy a, a rebuy it's so many weird rules for the most part tournaments are like you get one life and that's it mm-hmm. and if you, you're you're dead you're dead you well here, here's something that uh, I'm gonna <clears throat> I've been thinking about this for a while and I really want to do it, but what I need to do is I need to get at least like three more mics. I want to have in this room a live podcast that is also acting as a poker game at the same time oh. and have a webcam <laughs> showing the cards. Uh-huh. Like, so stream to Facebook live, like, you know, yeah. and then, you know, we could show like, you know, the hands, you know, I just think yeah. it'd be cool. This like, okay. I think there actually is, um, there was a YouTube um, podcast, I think it was out there with like Chris Lee and Theo Vaughn. They did that, but you know, whatever. We could do it. But I just, I used to play poker every Thursday night and uh, I miss it. I yeah. miss, uh, it's it's such a great game because it's 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 not um, gambling. It's really skill yeah. and strategy. Absolutely. And it's almost very similar to the, the way I feel when I play chess. Yeah. Um, well, I was up last. I was up last night till about one thirty watching the World Series. Oh yeah, poker. yeah. It's it crazy was, how they made the heads up cool. now. Is well, it, it was last up? night when Who, I was watching. Anybody it was we live. know in it or? I haven't. I didn't check this morning. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably did. The, the way they did it, they changed it up a couple of years ago. Where um, they used to just play the field. It was like um, six thousand, eight thousand yeah, some entrants. And then they would play down to the final table, and then they would take a break, and then come back in November, and they dubbed it as November nine. But a few years ago, they stopped doing that, so they were playing. Uh, they had, I think, six days of play, and it got down to the final table. And when is it I, still ten thousand to buy in? Yeah, it's ten thousand to buy in. This year was the second largest payout for first. What was first? Ten million. Wow, so ten, 10 million. So, so I watched it last night. They were down to three players, and it was ten million. Oh, so they were all guaranteed cash, four yeah. million. You're cash what? 160 players in, right? Like you're cashing World Series of Poker. Like the I cash, it's got to be like two hundred twenty. I forget what the bubble is. Yeah. Um, 
But they had uh, first was ten million, second was six million, and the third was four million. Wow! And they were down three handed. And I was watching for a while. The one guy busted out. He was the. the it was funny. The the guy who was the short stack was mm-hmm. an Italian, and he ended up clawing his way back up, and got first in chips. And then the guy who was the chip leader busted out. Oh wow! So I watched the heads up play for like an hour, and then I was like, "This is ridiculous." It's one. Used to be a show on Sundays <laughs> where they would do that. They they play heads up and stuff. But yeah, I mean, what a great game, you know. Yeah. And the fact it's been around for so long, and you know, it's still Brunson still alive. Yeah, I think so. Really? His son Doyle. Well, Doyle and his son Todd, I think, are still have. It's gotta be tough to be Todd. It's gotta be a tough life, you know. Listen, I mean, if you can make a living just grinding out and playing mm-hmm. poker that's it's not a bad gig either so if it's something that you still like to do i mean obviously you got to be a lot more disciplined you gotta you know if mm-hmm. you're playing just for money just to survive you can't you can't gamble as much you have to play more on you know uh yeah make I just, more calculated moves i haven't played like blackjack or any of those games in like 10 years man like mm-hmm. i just I, I can't play it once you play poker there's no reason why you should go waste your money in a casino, unless it's roulette, which is a lot of fun. My wife likes roulette. <laughs> uh, my bachelor party. Oh, good luck with your haircut, bro. Oh, thank you. Um, Sam Mick. Uh, mm, I think it's with my bachelor party. Yeah, like I took all the fellas down there, all like, I don't know how to play roulette. I don't know how to play. Yeah. I was like, watch this, right? And there's like the best <laughs> moment of my life. I put like 20 chips down on the number 24 my oh, birthday shit. January 24th yeah, yeah, yeah. one dude nice did I keep any of that money no <laughs> do I remember how I lost it no that's I don't a couple grand not, right I can't remember it had to be like at least like three maybe I think I was playing a ten dollar find that out for me I have no idea I was paying 15 to one right no no it's uh so if you inside numbers if I you can't put, remember if you, if you put 20 straight up on a number mm-hmm. it's 35 to one so you won 700 bucks it was about oh, 20 bucks yeah, I, I couldn't remember it you know yeah, but i mean huge. it was um i like the game too because it's like you know there's this episode about the sopranos they say it's the same rules as the solar system um kind of it's it ain't the solar system when you lose your fucking money you know <laughs> i can tell you that much but we just were at the casino we went to see 21 pilots we've been on this kick now for i guess it was like uh last october yeah you're like stein do you want to go see uh 21 pilots i was like yeah uh, by the way, prophecy style Stein is something we used to call each other back in the day. Boom! Fast forward to today's times. Kevin winds up marrying Liz Stein. Okay, <laughs> call me Bobby Domus. Okay, because there Bobby is no Thomas. moment that I don't foresee. Okay, I just want to let you know that he knew this there. conversation was going to happen today. I did. I knew that I'd be wearing this exact outfit. This is the exact <laughs> outfit actually I wear every week to a podcasting because if you're going to sit in a chair for a long time, yeah. you want to be comfortable. True. You don't want to wear a belt. Yep. Uh, a couple podcasts ago, I was with Christian Johnson. Uh-huh. I'm doing a long podcast. It turned into like a better part of like an hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, midway through, I just stood up and took my belt off. And he yeah. got a really uncomfortable. Cause really? He, well, just oh. for a moment. He's well, like, yeah. oh, Bob, is, is yeah. everything okay? I was like, <laughs> and explained like it to him. It's coming to my gut. <laughs> good, good kid, though. I mean, I, I love Christian, man. I haven't, you know, hung out with him in that uh, capacity since high school. But good dude. Well, I was just starting to listen to that the other day. Mm-hmm. And then I had to get out of the car. But uh, it was funny. You guys were talking about, like, graphing calculators and shit. Oh, yeah, cheating. I'm going to be a dad in, in a couple of months. Yeah. And uh, it's... It, I'll have those fleeting moments every once in a while. My wife will be just sitting there talking and it'll come up. And I'm like, when it's time for our son to be in school, I'm just going to be fucked. Cause I just, I wasn't good at school when I went through school and I know they have this crazy complicated, like core math now or some shit. Uh, I'm just like, I have no idea how this is going to happen. 
uh, you know. Well, lucky you're one of your friends is a former school teacher who knows how to cheat on everything, okay? But yeah, I mean, um, it took, and it was one of the things, that I guess it was maybe like 20 episodes ago, I started telling the truth. I started not, um, I started not talking into this microphone and sounding like I want to sound like on Instagram or Facebook or anything. I just wanted to start telling the truth. Yeah. And part of that truth was admitting to cheating on my SATs, mm-hmm. admitting to cheating in college, and just the overall struggle of what it takes to be, um, like you got to pay all this money to get a job, mm-hmm. and just all the anger. And yeah, I'm going to have his, I mean, my son's three, and I'm already going through it, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he went to this daycare, and I shouldn't say the name because they are, you know, they're doing better. But like week one, they just red flags popping up left and right. And wow. I'm just like, you know, because I could see all the avenues. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't this door locked? Right. The f- What's going on here? Right. You know? And like, I I can tell you, um, you know, without a doubt, being a parent is, is awesome. And mm-hmm. it's scary as shit, dude. Yeah. It's scary <laughs> as shit, man. And you're about to be a dad in what? Short couple of weeks, September. right? September. So how many weeks yeah. is that? Like six, seven uh, weeks, right? Like nine. So in nine weeks, okay. Yeah. Here's my wish for you, right? In these nine weeks, meditate on what has happened before, but you have also have to realize that no matter what your age is right now, Stein, mm-hmm. no matter if you're 39 or 40, mm-hmm. your life really just starts over completely, dude. Mm-hmm. To the, I don't even know how to describe it, really. It's like, um, I look back at it like now, and like I remember like, okay, so like when I had my son, it it was like uh, I remember like talking about it, like doing live chats, some of the podcasts I was doing. Like I was having almost like a spiritual awakening, is what some people would call it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember now, like thinking back at talking to other parents and them just looking at me like, "You're fucking mind, Bob." Okay, <laughs> this is just how it goes. No, I'm gonna, you know, pose the fact that yeah, it was special and it's special for each person. And if you're not the type of parent who's not going to, you know, be in this kid's life, like, every day, don't be a parent. Mm-hmm. Don't You don't have to be. But you have to be willing to completely give up everything to get everything back, mm-hmm. and which is the most insane thing. And you'll see it soon. It would be exhausting, mm-hmm. but so rewarding to the yeah. fact where you're going to learn shit about yourself that has been dormant since yeah. birth, I feel. Yeah. And that, to me, is just the most special thing in the world. It was, like, such a otherworldly experience man you know i was telling tyler about it last night i i I opted not to uh, read a book and just use my mind and told him a story about like when he was born okay and uh you know when he was born my wife had to be put under so he came to me first Mm. talking about being scared shitless dude yeah yeah scared to death dog (sighs) in my mind's eye with the pop culture and stuff it's always like you know baby comes out family's together oh it's so cute mommy holds him dad leans in for a picture right no dog he was right there in my face, dude. And um, <laughs> shit, man, I, I still have the T-shirt that I wore during his birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a white T-shirt just because uh, I was, com- it was completely unprepared. Uh, we were in the hospital for a week, oh. and I only had one pair of pants, two pairs of boxers, two shirts maybe. The snow, couldn't get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I didn't yeah. want to leave my wife. I was scared. I'm wearing this white shirt. I fucking never wear white, dude. Ever. <laughs> But I wrote Tyler on it, and, like, on the shirt is actual, like, I don't wash it. It's, like, a little bit of, like, the birth, mm-hmm. like, on the shirt, yeah, yeah, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's such a crazy, like, whatever it is, when that first 30 seconds, when they come out, my advice, watch. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, like, 
Sit down, sir. We've had people faint. How are you with blood? Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay, so stand up and watch that shit. For any of the fathers out there who sat down and didn't watch, you fucked up, okay? (laughs) Because that moment in time, I'll never forget it. Hold on, so just to clarify, you're talking about watch as the baby comes out? Well, I had, my wife had, whatever, however it happens for you, I watched the C-section. Oh, okay. Which which was insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, And, uh... It just, you know, the weird, I remember like so many small details too. It's like, they were talking about like, like a T, I can't remember what TV show they were talking about, but they mm-hmm. were just making small time conversation with each other. Da, 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 yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. at work. They're, they're, they're at work. They're doing the they're same at work. shit And meanwhile, over and over I'm ready to day. shit yeah. myself, dude. <laughs> right. Piss my pants. Right. Every yeah. orifice, just dump it all out, yeah. dude, because I'm so scared. Yeah. But they do I'm that gl- I'm glad every that, day. Yeah. They're Probably multiple times a day. That's but like, I'll never go back to our OBGYN because he tried to push his uh, religious... He, he was very spiritual Christian dude. And look, look, I, I love that people love their religion, but don't mm-hmm. push it on me, okay? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go for that, okay? Right. I'm not going to go for what you think is your institution. I'm going to go for what I think is my best procedure for my kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, too, should be noted, I got a lot of hair. So does my son. He comes out of the womb. He's got a fucking full set of hair. <laughs> nice before the dick comes out yeah he prematurely says it's a girl uh, i'm sorry it's a boy what? who the fuck who the, who does that who dog? is this the doctor said that the doctor the guy with the religious affairs <laughs> wait, wait, the guy who knew what it was before it came out anyway or what you not it you know no we mean? didn't know oh you guys didn't know i never knew so like you recently oh, okay, got okay, that okay, 3d okay. image scan yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i remember getting a 3d image scan and yeah thinking, i have no idea wow, it could be okay. a boy could be a girl oh, no so guys idea. opted you guys didn't know what you guys were having um i think i did but she didn't i just okay. respected her wishes because i'm very much i don't like i guess i wanted to know but then the more and more i thought it was a cool surprise yeah but okay. to have the surprise be it's a girl like, you know, <laughs> what dog? like when he said girl yeah i immediately went to 16 years in the future where i'm gonna have to whoop somebody's right? ass for fucking right? my daughter right Okay, it's a double-edged standard yeah. in today's society. Yeah. If my son is, uh, you know, I don't care. If my son's gay, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to put that out there, okay? Just love somebody the way that they need to be mm-hmm. loved. My son's straight, great. But it is a weird thing inside of uh, the reptilian brain of ours as a male where it's like a double-edged... St- I can't imagine what dads go through when their daughter winds up meeting the man of their dreams. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's up, Doc? Yeah. The hell tells me this? Yeah. Whatever, Doc. No. <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait for that to happen for you, dude, because yeah. it's going to be such an awesome experience. Um, it, it's just, it changes everything, you know, for the better. And I wish in hindsight I started earlier, but no, it is it is what it is. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Sometimes some people can't have kids, and I think how mm-hmm. sad that is for them. Mm-hmm. And um, some people lose kids, and I can't imagine what that's like. I can't imagine you know what people go through trying to find their their dads or their moms and stuff and i don't know maybe that's kind of like why i became a teacher i, I came to the realization a couple of podcasts ago i didn't become a teacher to educate came teacher to help mm-hmm. don't give a shit about teaching you math yeah. Yeah, really yeah. don't mm-hmm. i just want to make sure you don't go hurt yourself or somebody else right i want you to feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and i want you to like you know like oh mr kale is in a rock and roll band you could be in a rock and roll mm-hmm. my rock and roll band do shit okay mm-hmm. your band could do something you know but it's 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 just the type of where can you make an impact on the world where can you leave that impression you know maybe it wasn't with you know downtown harvest or any other or pocket it's, dial whatever project this. you can do it's it's where you made the impact like 
I envision like years from now you're gonna be a, get approached by some kid that you taught at one point and mm-hmm. you have had an impact on them for the mm-hmm. better, you know, and it's gonna blow your mind. You're like, camp, yeah, that's what it was for. That's what it was. That's why I did. It's that happened. Stuff. It's it's actually happened already yeah. at age 39. Where you know, <clears throat> I can't say their names because it's mm-hmm. such a um, um, sensitive topic. But they thanked me for essentially saving their lives mm-hmm. and to me that was yeah. better than any degree i got better yeah. than any you know piece of paper you know what i mean yeah. like that's all i really care about really and like i i got this problem with myself and i don't know how to fix it really where it's just like i'm if i hurt somebody's feelings like i it it, it hurts me so bad and i think yeah. it has a lot to do maybe with the way I, I grew up issues with like my parents and stuff like that but like if I can make somebody feel better about themselves, mm-hmm. you know, or make them laugh or like listen to this podcast so that they can feel something, you know, mm-hmm. then that's good for me. You know what I mean? As long as I'm doing, you know, the good work. And then, I mean, having, having a kid and having a dad, you know, being a dad, it's, it's a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. But other than that though, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's gone, going well. And, you know, the, doing this now for, since I started this podcast, December of 2013, Mm. with drew mm-hmm. um i listened to a <laughs> fat man on batman podcast it was yeah. the first time i li- listened to a podcast yeah. and i used to uh listen to them in bed on my ipad before i fell asleep and i thought to myself i could do this and uh what 2019 fast for you know fast forward years later still doing it um and i think that one of the most important things to do is that if, if you're going to set out to do something don't quit don't ever quit because if you quit what was that time for mm-hmm. I try not to miss a Thursday we record on Thursday today's Wednesday boy mm-hmm. it's got to go out tomorrow night not gonna miss it you know what I mean gotta yeah. make it happen yeah yeah um, same thing if you're if you want to be in a band same thing if you want to sell windows same thing if you want to <laughs> like you know you gotta stay on top of it and you gotta completely hone your craft because if you don't yeah. you know there's nothing to do about nothing you know but we also talk a lot about pop culture we did um, like a whole bunch of stuff uh somebody I know just got hacked again on Facebook. I'm going to bring it up right now on the podcast. You ever get the message, I think you appear in this video. Please confirm. Yeah, yeah, Like, my yeah. friends ain't going to talk that way, dog. Right. My dad got hacked two days ago. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. He had a profile within his app. Yeah. It created a new profile. But whatever, man. Somebody, somebody sent me that one, or they posted on their wall. It was like, if you get a video from me in Messenger, you know, yeah. it's a virus. Don't mm. don't open it. And I responded. And I said, well, what if I was wearing a condom? Would that be okay to watch the video? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've always tinkered with the idea. I would love to get hacked. I would love to pretend to get hacked and just go on Facebook for like 24 hours and say whatever I want One of, to yeah. all the people, <laughs> to all the people who have wronged me, just yeah. like a rip in. Like, and then on Monday, be like, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. You're cool. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, by the way, I got hacked. <laughs> by the way, I got hacked. And I also work at, uh, what was the name of the place in Half-Baked the guy worked at? <laughs> where he says that? Yeah, Not uh, Moochies? Was that Kevin remember. Smith's films? But yeah, I mean. Um, movies. Movies. Yeah, it was. Um, did you read Dogma. about that uh, Kevin Smith thing he's doing where uh, he's trying to save a movie theater there in Red Bank, New Jersey? So no. he's doing a script reading of uh, the unproduced Clerks 3 script. Oh, really? And uh, to get in, it's $100 per person. Hmm. So, yeah, speaking of pop culture, that's something we did over the course of 200 episodes. Kevin and I used to talk about Walking Dead. Uh, my interest levels in The Walking Dead, they're still there. It kind of came back last year. You know, True Detective with Mickey. 
um, several different shows, you know, that have popped up through the course of time. I think I did one on Gotham. That show sucked. I'm sorry if you liked it, <laughs> but as a lifelong Batman fan, I can tell you that was not my Batman, not my Commissioner Gordon. Not my Batman. Um, recently, uh, Stranger Things season three oh, uh, dropped, and uh, I know you're uh, an adamant fan, and it wouldn't. I have to bring it up because last week on the show, uh, Benny went to talk about, it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. going to be pissed." So, in a nutshell, um, what'd you think? It was fantastic. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, hands down, this was the best season so far uh, of the series. Uh, you know, of course, season one pulls you right in. Season two, I thought, was pretty lacking. It was rushed. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I kind of had a... I guess I had a pretty high expectation for mm-hmm. the bar that they set with season one. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed with the direction they went with season two where, um, you know, they didn't... Um, I wanted them to pull the thread a little bit more on the other uh, kids that were, um, in, if that were born from the Hawkins lab, essentially, like when Eleven met up with Eight. Um, so I was kind of disappointed they didn't really pull on that thread as much as they could have, or or, or the direction I, they. We went talked about that at the pool. I love yeah. that episode. I do too. No, no, no. I thought it was fantastic. What was the I dude's name with the Mohawk? Huh? What was the Mohawk's guy's name? Remember the guy with the Mohawk? I don't remember because it's one episode. I gotta go back and watch yeah. that again because it's, like, it's kind of like it's its own epi- its own thing. Yeah, yeah, it's totally. It's but, like uh, a standalone. I kept thinking that they would. Apparently, the backlash was so great that they were like, "Now nah, we can't put it in." But also, too, I think wasn't Stranger Things season two a little longer than Stranger Things? It was season one three? episode longer. Um, so that one episode yeah. calculated for nine. <laughs> yeah. So the one episode where Eleven went off and did her own thing and found her sister. Yeah. Was that was that one off episode? Yeah. And then we came back for eight. the finale. Yeah, Correct. and she closed the gate. Yep. But season three, I thought was fantastic. I loved mm-hmm. it. I thought it was um, a bit lighter too. There was a lot more oh, yeah. comedy, a lot more fun. Um, you yeah. start you start off in, in episode one. Anybody spoilers? If you haven't, I mean, it's it came out on July fourth. Yeah, I mean, the, go, the people go who listen to it, yeah. haven't seen it. Basically, <laughs> I mean, I tell you. basically, we just yeah. got we're here to let you know that Hopper is dead. Okay, <laughs> and he I may mean, not be dead, but hey. Um, I mean, go fuck yourself in the most loving kind of way. Too. Go fuck yourself. You know. <laughs> no, but. Uh, I think my favorite parts of this season definitely took place um, at the mall. Yeah. Uh, it just, I think it's episode one. It's got to be episode one where you get like a full like um, view of like, you know, this awesome landscape that they created. I read all about it. They rented out a section of a, yeah, mall, of a mall yeah, and recreated this, yep. which is amazing mm-hmm, to me because mm-hmm. I haven't seen the Sam Goody store sign like right. that since I worked I mean I worked there in 2000 I think in 2000 they altered it a bit but I yeah. remember back in the day that's what you would see that pink lettering yeah um, there's the orange Julius you know mm-hmm. what I mean even like you know Scoops uh, Ahoy Scoops Ahoy mm-hmm. Scoop, is Scoops Ahoy fictional though right yeah yeah it's yeah. yeah. I remember thinking like when I was watching I was like do I not remember Scoops Ahoy <laughs> yeah. but there was like also like this roast store that was in there I remember it was like the round roast or something mm-hmm. But um, the, the way to the mall, it became a character I really mm-hmm. liked a lot. Um, I also thought that the, you know, the, the I thought that, uh, you know, Hopper, the guy who plays Hopper, what's his name? David Harper. Uh, David Harper. David He just nailed it, man. Oh, yeah. And, so, I uh, mean, starting off with, with him and Eleven, it was just the how much their relationship has grown from uh, when they Gunner, were, yeah. yeah, when they were together in the cabin in the woods in season two, and then um, them really bonding more of like hey i'm sorry and like breaking down the wall finally of like yeah i really should be more honest with you and open with you yeah uh and and basically you find out that he is able to adopt her and uh you know she's now his daughter Mm -hmm. essentially and uh now they're teenagers and what a teenage 
teenagers daughters and dads worry about is yeah, boys not getting in the pants. <laughs> so I just love the whole setup where Mike and and, and Elle are like yeah. making out in the room because that's you know you're like she can control the door out. right <laughs> and so then great. he's like no the door needs to be open three, three inches. inches and he runs and like yeah. the door slams and he opens it and you're like on opposite ends of the bed and like hey what's up what's going on <laughs> I fucking fell out laughing I was I, like I, I laughed too classic like I just liked that it was a, he, a lot lighter this season too it wasn't as dark and ominous it was very light yeah uh, whereas the I relationship like between two Steve and Dustin like yeah. that was great when it, fantastic when they hadn't seen each other over yeah. the summer and, they come and back she's and like, like uh, yeah. how many children are you friends right, with right. I was like oh this is just killer yeah her character's name's Robin right Robin yeah Robin's speech too at the end awesome yeah I cried during that because I had never seen somebody's story come out like that where you have a crush on somebody who's mm-hmm. not of that sexual orientation yeah. I thought that was great yeah especially because in the 80s you never would come out and say that you no. know I mean? you would never come out and say I'm gay you know what right. I mean people were like lauded unless you were in certain sections of the country where it was like a little bit more progressive yeah I mean you had you had in, in, in pop culture too in the 80s where there were certain celebrities that that had come out and wasn't as celebrated uh, their courage wasn't as celebrated as it is today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought it was like a huge step um, for you know the Duffer Brothers and Stranger Things to touch on a topic like that when it was so taboo back in the eighties. Because it's at the end of the day, the the, the show is a period piece. It takes place in the eighties, and mm-hmm. they're very much. Um, in tune with the culture of what happened in the 80s and how things were. And I thought that was huge that they did that. But it was just showed you the moment of like um, the whole season. She's like breaking Steve's balls about how he's like, a, you know, he's like the pretty boy womanizer or whatever. Hair. And then you're thinking you're you're hoping that they get oh together. wow yeah they, they he really love, sees yeah. that robin is awesome and this is the chick he should be with and but then he's like hey i'm gonna confess myself to you now that we were like drugged in a russian dungeon uh that you're oh, yeah. really the girl that i thought i think i should be with and you're awesome and you're hysterical and she's like yeah but i like girls and he's like oh well, story- it reminded me of weezer's you know pink triangle song like oh yeah you know, I'll I'm dumb, she's a lesbian is that all score no pink triangle pink triangle yeah that's right you um, know and it's like you have this you know you pine for a girl and you're like oh she doesn't like me i thought though wait you no, don't yeah oh great acting by <laughs> ethan hawk and uma thurman's daughter yeah my uh, uh maya hawk killing it you yeah. know i mean she's got such expression in her face i liked how she was able to crack the code I also um, I want to bring attention to uh, another. There's another scene that I really got emotional um, during, where I really felt the connection. Just because I didn't have a beard till later in life either, <laughs> is when Will has that moment where he realizes childhood's over and he goes yeah. out and starts destroying the fort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a moment like that in my my childhood because I used to play with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were mm-hmm. very popular. Ten, like ninety, ninety one, and I remember like. Um, like I used to play with Jared Weiss down the street and like we create these like uh, forts in his like mulch, you know, like the Splinter and like Casey Jones would be fighting each other and these mm-hmm. different things and we just stopped playing and like we stopped uh, hanging out and like I remember like looking at the toys once when I was like 11 being like, I can't play with you no more. Yeah. But uh, I can tell you that's all changed now. My son's come back because I'm playing again. And I'm going to let you know <laughs> that I turned my phone off and I'm playing, okay? Yeah. I'm playing as a 39-year-old man. I'm using my imagination and I'm uh, letting these characters speak through my voice. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting did great the, way they, that scene. The, the way that they had that, like, almost like a coming-of-age type of thing. But if you, if you look at, like, 
seasons one and two with Will, he was like the the one who was under the spell of you know he was yeah. on the upside down in season one. And he was the the, the, the guy missing in the hangover. Right, exactly, exactly. He's the he's um, the MacGuffin. That's what they call Doug. Yeah, he's Doug. He's Doug. The, he's the Doug he of Stranger Doug. Things, right? Yeah. And uh, so he's still on the mindset of like, well, I, even though we've grown up a little bit, I'm still I've missed out on all this time that mm-hmm. we were kids together because of you know stuff, otherworldly stuff that's happened to yep. him. He wants to recapture that of his his party, right? His party is the four guys. His um, campaign with the his Dungeons campaign. And and, and, I never played D and D, but I never played D and D. Looks either, like it'd be fun. Yeah, sure. I'd I played a game fun. called Hero Quest, which was similar, which I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, 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 like the cast is so good. I hope that it goes on for maybe two more seasons than ends. Give mm-hmm. it five seasons. Yeah, because you can, you can you can have like one season where it's like you know this is like you know the final push and then the conclusion. Yeah, don't put it to eight seasons, man. Yeah. Don't do it, Duffer. I think the Duffer brothers are that smart that they know. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, I think the uh, the way that they've told the stories too, they have done it in a right. way where I did feel like season two probably why it wasn't as great too was almost like an extension of season one. Like they yeah. were still trying to just pull off that same story. They mm-hmm. just changed a little, a few of the details, but it was essentially the same season, you know, whereas season three, I felt like they completely uh, were able to get all these different characters that we care about now mm-hmm. and introduce some new ones still. Um, and, and we've talked about it before where you have shows where it's a, a large ensemble cast. Walking Dead. but the, Yeah, Walking Dead. And then they break off on all these sub parties and they, and they have these different right. plans and you forget about... Okay, well, who's doing this and who's doing that? Um, like Game of Thrones used to do the same thing, but uh, the way that the the Duffer Brothers did it was very conducive. It kept your the it kept my attention because they all had the same goal, even though they didn't know they were very working on so. the same thing. Yeah. They were all and working. It, it on the all same tied thing. into the plot, you yeah. know. I mean, like even like recruiting like you know new characters. What was the character's name with the uh, flashlights on her head? Uh, what's the oh, name? Oh, Erica. She's great. Can't awesome. spell America without Erica. When she's going through uh, <laughs> the tunnels and stuff, you she know? wants free ice cream for life. Yeah, yeah, That's man. Awesome. You know, it's just such a great. Um, the way that they were able to interweave it, like The Walking Dead, really should take a lesson from it. You know, yeah. um, I just felt that each of the episodes had such great moments. I mean, I really loved the whole thing with uh, Max and uh, Eleven shopping in epi- mm-hmm. episode two. Yeah. I love that when she's like tr- like trying to figure out the lingo. Yeah, I dump your ass. I dump your ass. To Just Mike. so it's good, like, man. He's like, what? and she's got a thick, thick English accent. She's a great actress. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She's gonna go. Apparently, she's gonna be in the Marvel's Eternals coming up. Yeah, I heard, that's I read huge. That. Yeah, um, because then she'll be making them films for you know she'll be in the universe oh, wow. forever yeah. if she's what fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I like that they. Um, gave her character more of uh, personality now whereas before she was like we don't know what she is she has these crazy powers but she doesn't really speak a lot she kind of can pick up on things but we don't really know much about her and then this season she's like coming into her own and like and everybody loves that man everybody loves seeing that type of character become like Americanized or modernized there's like Starman Encino Man yeah there's so many films k-pax right uh so many oh films where... k-pax you pulled that one out of yeah the... man sure and i drew and i had like this i can't remember what the, there's a saying in it we used to say all the time um i think kevin spacey's character said something in alien on the trailer or something but uh-huh. yeah I, I, i'm stoked that the the show just did so well because i i didn't watch any of the trailers i had no idea what's going on i'm still trailer free i still haven't seen a trailer for um for Spider-Man. I haven't seen a trailer for... Uh, Have you seen Spider-Man yet? Not yet. No. Okay. I can't well, wait well, to pause go. pause on that before we talk about 
talk about that. But so the one thing I the one the one gripe I had with the Stranger Things mm-hmm. season three, and you and I talked about it. I don't care. I'll put myself out there. I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a nerd this way, but timeline wise, they uh, go to the movies and they watch Back to the Future. Well, yeah, and that yeah. Go ahead. But the show the show takes place July fourth. July. And Back, Back to the, the Future, Future didn't come out until August of that year, so it was my one thing. I was like, eh. Well, I mean, never mind that the fact of a that deal, but I would never mind the fact that they look four years. Like, I mean, the timeline <laughs> technically is he will went missing in summer, right? Yeah. Then October, and they only bounced for like a year, so it's a year. So yeah. it's a it's a summer disappearance. Mm-hmm. October season two, Halloween, yep. Ghostbusters. Yep. And then a whole school year goes by. Uh-huh. Hopper gets closed with eleven. Yep. Summer goes, he goes to Camp Nowhere. Uh-huh. Comes home and our story takes and place mid-pla- a year mid-summer. later. Yeah, midsummer, July fourth. They definitely, as you said, you know, a couple weeks ago, they got to do a time cut. Yeah, I feel like they, they got to do, do a time, time jump. The yeah. kids are getting too the kids old. Look, I saw a picture yeah. of him recently. Will looks like a full grown man. Yeah, I feel bad. These guys grow his hair like that, man. I can't imagine. I had like a like a panic. Like I can't imagine waking up and having my bangs cut that way. Yeah, and then go out into the world, have to shave my head right away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at the beginning of season three. Will is, he's not short, but he's smaller than Winona Ryder, who's pretty short to begin with, because David Harbour's really tall. And then at the end of the season, yeah, uh, Will is, is is I keep using his character name versus Winona's real name, but uh, so Will and Joyce, his mom, mm-hmm. he, he's just as tall as her, if not a little bit taller yeah, than totally. her by the end of the, by the She end was of the great season. too in the season, how she became like the new Bob. The new like detective, yeah. like yeah, type yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept thinking Bob was gonna come back, man. Right? She kept showing these flashbacks, and I kept thinking the the the, the magnet like magnet falling back. off. I, I pitched that to you at the pool. Remember, I was like, yeah. okay. Then the finale, I thought that every single person that has ever been touched by the, you know the flay monster, yeah. like the flayed, right. would become unflayed, right. and they'd walk all through. But no, it ended with Hopper. Yeah. And then obviously, and if you've seen it, you know the the post credit scene where it's not the American. It's got to be. You can't kill Hopper, dude. You yeah, can't I kill mean, him that way. It's it's a good. If you're going to kill him, disintegrate his ass. Yeah, don't uh, well, do that's, the, If it's know? not if the death isn't on camera, did they really die? It's all oh, that old. There's that no old way theory. he's dead, dude. That character is. It's his most popular character, and they did that for a reason, you know. Yeah, it was good to see him in a different light too throughout this mm-hmm. season too, where he goes to try to have the date with Joyce yep. in the restaurant. She snubs him, and he's like sitting mm-hmm. there like, and they're like, "Can I help you, sir?" He's like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna try this wine." He like leaves his hand yeah. like sir you can't leave he's like i'm i'm the, the chief sheriff I'll, I'll do whatever i want no he says the jaw it's from jaws oh yeah I'm he uses chief. that line i could do anything i, I don't want. want i'm the chief of police <laughs> i thought that was great yeah i forgot that wine looked that way too they had it came with this weird like mm-hmm. wooden thing i i forget what they're called but <laughs> um so this has been a great hour uh doing this podcast um has it been an hour already it's yeah. been an hour yeah wow. um it's been a colossal episode here. We're going on. I don't even know how many hours here for episode 200. Um, I, like I said, at the beginning of this episode, I want to thank you for all your contributions, uh, coming uh, back on here, the show for the, the big 200. It's my pleasure. Um, Congratulations, man. That's thanks, awesome. man. You know, That's I didn't awesome. get nothing in the mail. I didn't get nothing, no plaque, but I do feel, uh, an overwhelming sense of pride that I stuck with it. And, uh, you know, here's the next hundred episodes. Um, we're going to be doing lots of different things. Um, thinking about starting a couple brother sister podcasts. You know what I mean? Making a Bobcast network. Do poker here. I have the webcam. I would love to hear you and Sammy. That'd uh, be great. Yeah, we did. We used Tales. to do them back in the day. We did. Uh, well, the three of us did one before. We did. We talked live. about fear. We used to do demons versus aliens. Uh-huh. Like we pretend we we're demons and then aliens. It was a lot of fun. It was early in the episodes. <laughs> did you watch um, the? Um, 
the Bob Lazar UFO yeah, Area 51. Loved it. Yeah, loved the it. Netflix. Did you hear the, the podcast too? That he did oh, Joe I watched, Rogan? Yeah, yeah. I watched the film, but watched the Rogan thing first. And uh, we'll am I, I going to go cast. and. Well, we should we should live stream the, the day that there's oh supposed God. to storm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my wife and I were talking about the other day. She's like, hey, what, what isn't is, it your due date? She's like, what is this? I'm like, what's, what's your due date? Uh, September 18th. I think isn't it September 18th? I think it's the 28th. That'd be badass if it was the, 18th, right, it's the same right? day. I was like, who's going to show up? And she's like, right. And who? And, and what if they don't see this coming? They're not going to just move everything to different locations. First of all, like, that's exactly. not even at. If you did watch the documentary, right. he wasn't even there. Correct. They probably yeah. got like a the set of Stranger Things three inside Area Fifty One. Right. Now, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but um, do I think that there's something there? No. But do I think there's something out there without a doubt? Mm-hmm. Do we understand it? No. Um, and I'm down for stuff like that. Anytime there's something I could learn, um, I'm into it. Um, other things coming up uh, September the 28th I uh, wasn't going to do any more of these but I decided it's way too much fun Top of the World Top of the World uh, 7 which is going to be September the 28th it's a Saturday it starts at 7pm admissions 10 bucks you got a whole bunch of different um, artists on the bill you know you can look at on my Facebook check them all out I've done podcasts with most got a cool band coming from Nashville called Year of October um, you know they're just the best um and you know uh, I'm looking forward to it and I'm also going to try to do a live podcast up there so if you've never been on a podcast and um, you want to like come in and chat you want to hit me a message up a lot of people come into this room Kev Mm -hmm. and they're nervous man yeah they're so nervous and it's so humbling to me that they're nervous yeah yeah like I've had some come in here shaking dude (laughs) and they're just I'm just so nervous I don't know what to do with myself and I'm just like dude the thing I love about the podcast so much is each week to talk about these things is almost like therapy. And I, I don't go to therapy no more because I was smarter than my therapist. So if I'm helping somebody out with these podcasts, great. I'm your therapist, but you're also my therapist because I'm able to get out these thoughts. Sure. And then I feel like so clear when I leave, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, other than that though, totally looking forward to summer. If you want to go jump back in the devil's pool with me this summer, we can do that as well. <laughs> uh, we could live stream that. And uh, like I said too, I'm totally stoked for uh, the birth of your son Liam. Thanks, uh, sir. I'm I'm stoked to go see uh, Twenty One Pilots again. It'll be Liz's first night out as a as a mom, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, I already locked down the babysitter. This was up, man. This was up. <laughs> my I got son's mine not even too. here. I got down mine too. I was like, well, I'm going. I actually took off that day, the next day too. Because last yeah. time, last time I had to go, we went to see Twenty One Pilots last October. I had to go work the next Monday. Not fun, dude. Yeah, not forget fun. all that. Because you can't sleep after a concert, no. and hopefully you hopefully you can sleep after listening to this podcast. Um, once again. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks to all the people who listen. Thanks to all the people who uh, comment. Um, if you're on iTunes, leave me a review. It takes like two seconds. It's going to help me get to the top of iTunes list. You can check me out on iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the different platforms. And um, really appreciate it. Uh, here's to uh, 200 episodes of the Bobcast. And in the next 200 or 400 or 500 or whatever, you know, tune in each week. My name cool. is Bob. Uh, my guest today was Kevin Quinn totally stoked to have him back here on the show and uh that's a wrap uh it's been another episode of bobcast love you brother